what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the draft show here on Roto Grinders. I am Britt Devine here with my buddy Grant Niefer. Uh, Grant, what's going on today, my man? No, oh, like we were talking pre-show. I just can't believe how talented Bradley Cooper is. It's infuriating. I, I told you this, you know, pre-show as well, right? Like uh, something happened between him and his like supermodel girlfriend. He, he was like hooking up with, uh, I think, Lady Gaga or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I take the supermodel girlfriend over Lady Gaga, but you, you definitely want Lady Gaga over supermodel girl. Yeah, you mentioned that apparently I like weird girls. That's that's fine with me, but also. <laughs> Like, she can take care of me financially super easy for the rest of my life. I mean, you got to think about net worth there and who can who can put me up in a nice house and buy me nice things. That's Unlim- I think Unlimited draft best balls for football is what that would do for me, right? Yeah, I don't even care how much I win. I'm just going to mass enter and auto draft everything. <laughs> yeah, help them out. Uh, so, guys, we're going to do the draft show. I got a lot of stuff uh, on the business side to talk about in a second. But the first thing I need you to do is follow me on drafts. So someone's, someone just followed me. You got a a good idea on that. So what you got to do on your screen is on the bottom right, there's a profile button. This is if you have iOS like I do. You click that. And then in the top right, there's a little add button. You click that. Type in my name, Britt Devine. As you can see on the screen, I have spelled it correctly for you. Add me. And then if you got fast fingers, you'll be able to play along with us on the show. We'll get those going in just a second. I will leave my name up for you guys right now so you can follow me. Uh, But I got a couple things I got to talk about first. The the first thing is we take a lot of pride here at Roto-Grinders in crunch time. And we're going to let all you guys. So if some of you aren't Roto-Grinders premium subscribers and you wanted to get a look at crunch time, it's free 50 tonight. So for free 50, you'll be able to watch crunch time. It comes on at 615. Uh, It's going to be Roth. I think JSU. And uh, I forgot who else is on it. Devin, if you want to Cheese is on it tonight, so it's a really so good, a good one. Cheese yeah. is good at this stuff. Yeah, so Crunch Time is kind of our premier show. They lead you right up before lock. They'll go over the cash lineups. Uh, JSU will give you some tournament plays as well. Roth will kind of show you any weather concerns and lead the way. It's a really good show, and it's usually uh, behind the paywall, but if you don't have it, you will be able to get a sneak peek at it today. Just There's so many things at Roto-Grinders, right? Like just access to Crunch Time is worth premium. Just access to Lineup HQ is worth premium. Just access to the Million Dollar Musings is worth Roto-Grinders premium. And you can get all of it just for kind of one price. It's kind of mind-blowing to me, but make sure if you ever wanted to look at it, you can look at it today. Um, The other thing we have going on is our Roto-Grinders badge promo. So what this is, is if you upload your uh, avatar, if you turn it into the Roto-Grinders logo, and you happen to finish top 10 in, in kind of one of the main GPPs around the industry, uh, we will give you a month free of Roto-Grinders Premium. And a month free of Roto-Grinders Premium is like 40 bucks. So we wanted to shout out uh, a couple of people. What do you got there? Gummy Penguins. Gummy Penguins. See, Grant has interrupted this amazing promo. I was on such a roll with Gummy Penguins, guys. So, Grant, I wish I had some Gummy Penguins right now. They're delicious. I, I like the Har- what the Harbro. I like that commercial they have for those. Yeah, Harborough makes good gummies. Yeah, I like the sugar-free one though. Those contain sugar alcohol, which are terrible laxative. Hmm. Good. Good to know, Grant. Um. Anyway, our badge promo guys. We want to give you a shout out uh, and congratulate all you guys who have kind of won or placed in the high end in tournaments over the past couple of weeks. So, JD Morin fifty-five. We got Jay Nice eleven twenty-four. Gonzo seventy-two twenty-three. Uh, Greg. Redenbau, 
Uh, I think I got that right. Slow 503, Byron 5, B Frizzle 82, BZ 12, Kyle West 5, Mason 31, 32. These are all random. These are all random accounts. These can't be real. They all have too many numbers, Grant. I'm sensing a pattern and there's, there's too many numbers here. I, I, I trust that we're making these real accounts, but like you, you used, you're, you're around numbers all the time. What are the odds that every single one of these is like B Frizzle 82 and BZ 12? It's, it seems like something's going on here. Um, pretty, pretty darn normal. Uh, you do realize that people are born on dates. <laughs> Generally, those dates correlate for DFS yes. somewhere between the 60s and the 80s. Well, I guess, oh gosh, someone who was born in the 2000s is playing DFS now. Gosh, I'm old. Dang it. Yeah, look at that. But uh, anyway, guys, Devin posted the link in the Roto Grinders chat if you wanted uh, some thoughts and uh, trying to figure out how it actually works. If you were a little confused by what I was saying. Click the link in Roto Grinders chat and it will bring you to it. But basically just upload the Roto-Grinders logo onto FanDuel, DraftKings, or whatever like that. If you happen to place high in uh, you know, a good GPP, we'll give you a month of Roto-Grinders premium on top of it. Uh, all right, so some of you I noticed followed me on Draft. Grant, it's time to start playing. I, I want to note, too, here, I didn't notice this the last time I opened up Draft, but I updated my app. There's now best ball. We talk about it for football all the time. I'm an addict for those. They've got the three and a half million dollar championship. We did a show on that yesterday. If you want to watch that on demand, you can go uh, back to the Roto Grinders uh, Twitter feed and there's something on that. But they have baseball. They, they had this for the start of the season. And I did a couple of them and I'm doing pretty good. And they just uh, started best ball for baseball after the all-star break. So if you like best ball and you like baseball, Looks like they have a little bit of a championship post-All-Star break. They have a bunch of normal games for you to jump in. There's fast drafts and all that. So if you guys wanted to try out best ball for baseball, you can do that post-All-Star break. I'll give you a little hint. If you go to fan graphs and you load up the bat, you will basically be able to get uh, access to the rest of season projections off of that. And that's where I use that to start the season. And uh, I, I would try using that uh, if you wanted to play some best ball, kind of give you some uh, big differences in ADP uh, compared to what's on the draft app. So go check that out. Uh, enough of that, Grant. You ready to start playing today? It's a fun slate. Yeah, yeah, it is. Someone's right. asking if you're placing near the top, do you really need premium? Every single person who works at Roto Grinders uses premium. So, yeah. Yeah, I used to use uh, fan graphs a lot, right? And uh, Plate IQ has completely replaced that. Fan graphs is still great. But uh, Plate IQ, Lineup HQ, Cheese's article, Crunch Time, this is a, it's all I really need most of the days. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just a time saver. Uh, having everything in one place, really simple. I don't want to spend an hour looking at weather every single place. So just using Roth's weather, that saves me time every single day that I can spend looking at other numbers. Going to Plate IQ saves me time from going to every single Fangraphs page. So we're going to play a $3.10 man. You ready, Grant? Mm-hmm. All right, so you guys get your fingers ready because you're going to have to join this pretty quickly. Let's go. And uh, I played a couple of these before the slate. And normally, we're even on the big slates, we're starving at pitcher. I'm, I'm okay waiting on pitcher today a little bit. I, I like some of the bats. I think there's more than enough pitching. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think if you get one of the first couple of picks, you're probably better off just taking one of the elite pitchers. You can get enough bats. Like, I'm in the third spot. I think that's probably the drop-off from where you go from pitching to batters. Um, what's your overall take on the kind of the 10-man strategy today? So it's a little interesting. I mean, it's all about 
Like, who can you get for how long you wait? So if you wait out of the first round, doesn't really matter. I mean, Sale, Bauer, Bueller, Boyd, all those guys are much better than the rest. I did it. I did a ten man before the show, and I got Boyd as my starting pitcher. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you can wait until the third, fourth round. You kind of want to watch and see when they go because the tenth option is way worse than uh, the ninth option. The ninth option is a bit worse than the eighth, so on and so forth. Uh, so you can kind of. It's a great idea to check out the teams tab, figure out how many guys are going to be like drafting after your current pick and how many of them need a pitcher because if there's one and you're the differences between i don't know Herman marquez and james paxton then you just you just flip a coin and hope that he doesn't take a pitcher and you just take whichever one of those guys are left but if you're drafting with your last pick and there's a guy after you is the last guy besides you that needs a pitcher you don't want to get stuck with musgrove instead of canning um i want bueller as uh my Pitcher three, I had the third spot. I think NY Jets could probably take Nola here, and then after that, I would start focusing on bats because uh, I think you could play Strasburg. I think you could play Boyd. Uh, I think you can play – let me just get to all the pitchers here. Oh, I already took pitchers. Here we go. Uh, I think Paxton's a little interesting. I think Canning's okay. I think Musgrove has some upside. I don't hate Sonny Gray today. I, I just think there's a lot of options once you get past the first couple of pitchers that basically right now is where I would start. Hot Dog Fingers, great avatar, by the way. I w- Hello? Oh, we lost the screen. So are we still live? Yeah, we're still live. You're just fudging up on the screen. Oh, yeah. I don't know what happened here. Let's see here. Let me see if I can fix this for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, while you fix that, I'm going to talk about a little draft stack strategy. Is stacking viable today? Answer is yes. Uh, you want to watch out. You want home run bats here on draft today in 10 mans. Uh, so generally starting out with a guy like Yelich, Chu, Calhoun, one of the bats from the Texas side of the game. Uh, is generally what you want to start out with or a big power bat like Yelich or Trout or Betts or JD. Any of those guys are good. Both the JD and Betts are going up or yeah, JD and Betts are going up against a high hard contact guy. So just get one of those good outfielders and then you start stacking and there's a whole bunch of different options with judge now in the Yankees lineup, honestly going a full Yankee stack is not the worst idea. For some reason, I don't see them too high on any board. Uh, they are what is going down on there today. This is this is ridiculous. Oh, I wish Steve, I didn't just give away the strategy here. Oh, I fudged up. Stevie took my stack. I was going for the Arizona stack. Or no, yeah. the, uh, some of the Minnesota stack, I meant. Yeah, gosh, wow, they are super. I, I, oh, man, now I've just given away the strategy the rest of the day. I really should have been drafting all day long. I fudged up. I fudged I'm up. Usually you're one of the power users on draft. De- Devin, we're back live, correct? Uh, all right, so I got the screen back up so everybody can see here. So uh, I guess we can kind of go over some of the bats here and talk some stacks. So you're up here. You took Yelich. Are you concerned? Gray has been like one of the best pitchers in the leagues against left-handed um, bats. He's, he can strike them out. The ISO's low. The Woba's low. I'm guessing you're not concerned about that at all today. Why would I be concerned about that with the Yelich? It doesn't matter who he's facing. He's going to crush. And, yes, Gray's getting a decent amount of ground balls. Two lefties, he's striking him out at a massive clip, but Yelich doesn't strike out at a high clip versus right-handed pitching, only 18%. He has the power, and Sonny Gray is still giving up 44% hard contact to lefties so far this season. 
I'm playing over in Milwaukee. Yelich always goes yard in Milwaukee. Yelich is hitting a bomb today. I don't care. He's going to you know, come in. You know who else is hitting a bomb today? Trout. Yoan Mankata. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is true. You know, like likelihood. I like uh, I like home runs, and then I like strikeouts for my pitcher. So I've got that going for me today. I like Mankata. That Texas-Chicago game, right, is going to be the talk of the town. What are we doing with that? Um, I mean, on draft, they all go pretty high today. How are you handling that in normal DFS? I mean, it all depends on the site. Over on a site like Yahoo, a lot of them are way too cheap and allows you to get up for pitching. Over on a site like Fantasy Draft, DraftKings, FanDuel, I'm going to be targeting them, but not overtly so. I mean, Lopez has a tendency to do well at times for no apparent reason. I mean, his sliders is out pitch, goes pretty hard with his changer versus lefties. So I like going with the righties in that lineup and trying to stack them up a bit because he still is bad versus Rays. He just strikes him out at a much higher clip. Um, so I know there's only uh, there's only two righties in that lineup. Oh, well, never mind. There goes that idea. He's not going to strike out any guys. Ball's going to be put in play. It's hot. Yeah, stack it up. I don't care. I don't care how chalky they are. They're still worth it. Yeah, and they're definitely too cheap, the, the Texas, basically across the whole industry, given that it's 94 degrees in Texas, the wind's blowing in, which sort of creates that reverse jet stream. I, I think that team total uh, and the whole game total is, is pretty spot on today. So I expect them to be extremely popular. Uh, what else are we doing elsewhere? I, I tried to get – I like Arizona quite a bit today. If you go check their roof status, it's open. It's going to be like almost like 100 degrees, you know, when uh, the first pitch is thrown out there. Uh, I'll take anybody against Samarja and the Arizona offense to me looks to be in a pretty good spot. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I talked, I did the six pack last night and it's going to be 95 degrees there. The roof's open. Clark has been terrible versus lefties and something that people I'm talking Arizona. So I, 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 I mean, what, I'll, did I say Texas? You I said, said uh, you said Clark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about both sides of the plate here. Clark's been terrible versus lefties. Samarja gives up tons of hard contact not great overall and he pitches over in San Francisco so a lot of it look at his ISO Woba numbers those are going to change drastically being in a good ballpark and the Arizona is still out to do they may have added the humidor but when the dome is open it's still a very good ballpark the air is super thin over there and Samarja just big fly ball guy to lefties big hard contact guy and same thing to righties just a slightly uh lower fly ball rate they still get a bunch of line drives the ball's gonna be hit all over the place and this Arizona team has power everywhere. Like Marte, Peralta, Jones, Escobar, Walker. Peralta's, makes the Peralta's probably one of my favorite bats on the entire slate tonight. I, yeah, I'm honestly good with most of them. But Peralta, just perpetually underpriced. People don't realize how good he is. I really like Peralta today. I really like all the bats on both sides. San Francisco's going to get overlooked. And I hope that Steven Vogt is in the lineup uh, because cheap everywhere gives you that catcher slot. And the guy's got some power. He's an ultra-high K-rate guy with some power, and his power numbers are derived half from being in San Fran, half from somewhere else. So going into a great hitter's ballpark today because of the weather and his high strikeout rates going up against a very low strikeout guy in Clark versus lefties, I really like Vote today. He could crush it. And Belt, one of the better hitters in the league, and people don't realize it because half his numbers are over in San Fran. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Giants, big fan of everyone in that entire game. So, so you got a couple Yankees on your roster right now, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you on them today. So they're, they're starting to get a lot healthier, right? They, uh, it's obviously – there's no easy out in that entire lineup. But Peacock has been – you know, if you look up stats versus right-handed batters, again, I'm, 
basically one of the best pitchers in the league. A 219 Wobia go to plate IQ, an ISO under 100, uh, almost a 30% strikeout rate. And the Yankees are just, they're just loaded with right-handed power bats. Do you see any way Peacock can have a good game? Or are you looking past that and just focusing on the Yankees lineup looks extremely tough right now? Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things with the Yankees lineup is obviously power and walks. I mean, the reason I judge is hitting at the top of the lineup is because he walks at a huge clip, walks all the way up and down the lineup. Peacock against righties has some great control. Uh, he's got his out pitch, which is a slider going up against righties, and that's one of his better pitches. So he uses that a whole lot. He kind of tries to pitch away with lefties and ends up getting more walks. With only Hicks and uh, Deedee being in the lineup, being decent lefties, there's still some decent strikeout numbers here. And Stanton, you look at plate IQ, he's only got 15 pitch or plate appearance sample size. Go back to last year and he can strike out some. Like there's enough strikeouts in this lineup and he's a good enough ground ball pitcher and low walk guy and gets enough soft contact where I have probably very little interest in, in uh, DFS today because of the other options, but he's a guy that you could potentially use in tournaments. And it's more about not using Yankee bats today. Uh, in salary cap where you have to worry about ownership where I'm guessing they're going to get a decent amount because Judge comes back, Stanton now back. Everyone assumes that's the greatest lineup in the world. Stanton's really cheap today too. So I, I just want to know if you're playing draft, I just got Cody Bellinger. I know it's against Marquez, but in the late fourth round in a ton, man, I feel like I just I just went into a bank and took all the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, it, there's enough good bats today where it really doesn't matter. You can get bombs everywhere. Like every single look at just look at my lineup outside of Didi, which was just used strictly to round out a stack. Yep. Every yeah, one of my guys can it can easily hit a bomb here. And then who are you gonna close out with pitcher here? You're down to kind of you know the the end here. So what are your strategies between uh you took Paxton here? Uh tell me why you took him over maybe like a Musgrove who has a little bit of upside a gray. I mean pa- Paxton's just on a on a clear another level as a a, a talent against uh, some of those. Wait, like a guy like Musgrove that hasn't been good this year compared to a guy like Paxton who's pitching, he has a 30%. You do realize Alvarez is a lefty and he's in the lineup. The bottom half of the lineup is Torinos, White, Risnick, and Mayfield. All of them have huge K rates. What you're going for is upside. And Paxton, he's been a little bit worrisome lately, but his price tag in DFS is just not as Uh high as it should be. Um, Yeah. There's definitely on DraftKings today pitching the high end, uh, I think sales priced appropriately, but the, the mid tier has guys that really shouldn't be in the mid tier at all today. So that I think pitching is going to get pretty spread out. It's going to be focused. You're going to have Bauer and sale at the top. And then that 8k Nola's ownership is going to be off the charts. And if you want to swerve off Nola, I think Paxton's a pretty good one. Uh, I don't, you know, I know it's against Milwaukee, but I don't hate Sonny Gray there's a couple of options that you can kind of mix in there uh, to kind of move away. Cause that, the 8k price on Nola is just like, you're just handing out free money uh, or, or candy to a baby. It seems like. today. Yeah. I mean, the problem is he can get beat up and with his uh, ownership, just swerve to Paxton. I mean, Nola is just as likely to get beat up as Paxton. Paxton's going to come in at lower ownership because people are afraid. Whenever he comes back from the IL, he always gets beat up a little bit. It's been the same thing going back to his Seattle days. He gets a little wild. He takes him a little bit of time to try and figure out his um, pitch again, like just get pinpoint accuracy like he used to. So he has a 9% K rate on the season. That's with getting wild for the last few games. He finally got back together in the last game, struck out a ton of guys. He's a fantastic pitcher. 
that people don't entirely realize because he does get injured a lot. And every time he comes back, he almost always walks a bunch of guys, gets into trouble, and I'll have one occasional bad outing throughout the season. Paxton is still really good. Look at his season-long numbers. If you're worried about the Houston lineup, that's fine. Half of them are huge K. There's only four low K rate guys. And realistically, three of them are not that low. Like, Guriel does not strike out a huge clip. Altuve and Bregman both strike out at a low-ish clip. And then there's Brantley, who strikes out at a 13-point clip. But he's still going lefty-lefty. He's going to get a lot of ground balls there. I'm not really worried about him too much. So this is not as bad of a matchup as people realize. And I'm I'm, I'm really liking Paxton. Yeah, well, what's nice, too, is Paxton, he went 108 pitches in his last start after – uh, throwing what 83 and 63 in the, the you know not really throwing a ton uh, after he's come back so if he's able to get into that 100 pitch count area I know it's against Houston and I know Houston is reasonably good but Paxton when Paxton's on he's as good as any pitcher in the league in terms of strikeout potential so I, I get the, the Paxton love today for sure uh, I've got a three dollar hitter only queued up so we can maybe talk some more stacks and get a couple extra bats into the equation you ready Grant yep all right, we'll get this one going for all you guys. And to those that followed me, uh, thank you. And uh, hopefully you guys can jump into these. They do fill very fast uh, when we're on the show. Uh, I've got like something like six or 700 followers. I think Grant's got a, a little bit more than that. So they do fill fast. If you are a new follower, uh, just kind of right on the main page on draft. Uh, if you do follow me, you'll get a notification and you'll want to jump into that almost immediately uh, after I post a game uh, when we're live because they will fill in about 10 seconds like you've noticed. Uh, I got the third pick again, but no pitchers this time. You going back to the Yankees or are we going to try to do something different? I'm going back to the Yankees. Some guys out there? Where's where's Grant? Grant's at the back end of this draft. Don't let Grant get the Yankee stack again. Make him do something different. Yeah, here, go ahead. Try there's more than enough bats today. And I like the hitter only. If you're playing the regular games, infield dries up really quick. Uh, from what I've noticed today, the outfield kind of remains uh, a lot deeper. So I've been targeting my infielders a little bit earlier in the main game. Hitter only, you can kind of do whatever you want. But if you are playing their regular games today, uh, I do like to get my infielders a little bit earlier than my outfield. So, yeah, it's a little interesting with that. Last year it was kind of the opposite. Yeah. Um, there was a lot more infielders. It's all the switch from the DH to – the infield to the outfield. Just make them both. Huh? They should be infield and outfield. I think it's a little bit too tough with programming software. Uh, yeah, it's... Grant, let me live the dream, all right? Let me let me live the dream that I want to. No need to dream. No need to dream, Britt. Trout, if, you got, reality. if you had the first pick, would you take Trout and kind yes. of forego a stack? Yes. You can still stack with Trout. Like, you can only do four-man stacks here. You can't have all five players from the same team. So going Trout and then figuring out your stack when you have the back-to-back uh, -back picks the next time around is a smarter thing to do. When you have first overall, if you're trying for a stack, any number of the next nine people can screw, has two rounds to screw over your stack pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Taking a guy like Trout when you have the first pick is the smartest move you can possibly do. Let's see here. I want you uh, – I think I can still get a Texas stack on some of the bats. Uh, when it comes around, we'll have to see how it – plays out maybe i'll just kind of start my team off with Chu. i think he's one of the better bets to have a reasonable night plenty of upside for him in texas today and and i'll kind of see what i get as it comes back around today so i see a, uh boston here so i want to talk about boston because they're facing thornton and wh what do you know about boston between bets and jd right right-handed power uh but if you pull up plate iq thornton 
Uh, the numbers versus lefties don't look very good. Almost everything's in red and plate IQ. But versus righties this year, Thornton, a 291 Woba allowed and an ISO right around 100. 106 with reasonable strikeouts. Now he's not really giving up a lot of ground balls. He's, uh, you know, he's given up a lot of fly balls, but it just hasn't led to a lot of damage against him. So what's going to win out today is Trent Thornton backed up by a bad bullpen, going to kind of control the Red Sox righties, especially in the power department, or the Red Sox righties going to be able to overcome that? I mean, the main thing when you're looking at Thornton, the reason why the di- there's a difference in numbers, which honestly all you have to do is look at sample size. It's 160 pitches or plate appearances from both sides of the plate. That's not entirely enough to go off of. Yes, you can probably – realize that he's going to have some normal splits just look at his pitch type and he has a decent change up you're up you're up here by the way yeah i'm not worried about that i have all things ready to go um (laughs) he has decent like stuff to just be a semi-normal splits pitcher he has a good curveball what he's getting is soft contact versus righties and that's the only real difference but he's giving up more fly balls less ground balls more hard contact he's striking out both sides of the clay plate at essentially the same rate and he's walking both sides of the plate at the same rate with righties he tends to go a little bit more with his slider and pitch it out of the zone which is why he walks more guys uh but realistically like he can still get beat up from both sides of the plate he gives up the same amount of hard contact to both sides of the plate and he gets more fly balls to righties that is a good thing to have going up against guys like Betts and jd who can hit the ball at the ballpark at any given time i'm not worried about his woba and iso it's something that you shouldn't entirely look at and if you do, you take it with a grain of salt when you're talking about pitchers against. So, like, look at the underlying numbers. The soft contact the reason why his exit, average exit velocity, WOBA, and ISO are much better versus righties, but that's not something you can entirely rely on. And over the course of the season or two seasons, it's going to go more towards a normal splits pitcher. All right. Uh, Derek Cardi has on the show with Sample Size, folks. So, uh, Cardi, your hair looking a little different today? But uh, I, I like what you had to talk about there. Oh, I see what you did there. Call me Cardi. <laughs> not happy about that. I'm much more handsome. Uh, I want to talk. I'm trying to get a Minnesota stack here today. So it's really hot in Kansas City. Um, you look at the weather. Anytime you get a home run boost in Kansas City, I'll take it. And I think the weather edge has a reasonable uh, amount of home run bump today. Uh, it's going up against Junis, who's not really good to either side of the plate. Uh, he gives up. Uh, enough hard contact gives up a, a lot of hard hit balls as well. What are we thinking of the twins? Because I like them. It's just, that it's always tough to hit those home runs in Kansas city. You got to hit the ball really far, but uh, lucky for me, Minnesota's full of guys that can hit the ball really far. Um, yeah, that's generally true. It's been different this year. I'm going to double check right here. I know the beginning half of the season, it was way easier to hit uh, home runs over and, KC than it has been most of the rest of the league just looking at it right now yeah Kansas City's kind of regressed quite a bit trying to find them yeah they're near the bottom in terms of stadium ballpark factors for home runs so far this year but it is a stadium that like kind of suppresses strikeouts so it's 85 with the wind blowing out like a little bit to left field at 12 miles an hour I don't, I don't think it matters too much with that stadium. Um, I can't be entirely certain. Obviously, guys design different stadiums to have different uh, like effects with wind. Certain ones, like Texas, where the wind's blowing in, actually creates a funnel um, aspect to it in the past. I don't know if it, they kind of fixed it a bit this year, so it's not nearly as applicable. 
but city our stadiums like Kansas City are more the wind doesn't really affect it too much. Looking at Roth's weather edge, uh, you can kind of see 69 games matching current nice. conditions. Nice. Um, the dew point is high. The temperature is high, like hot and humid. There's definitely a little bit. Uh, it's decent ballpark conditions, but you're in Kansas City. It's the same thing literally every single year. Kansas City's hot and Kansas City's humid. All the time, pretty much. This is we're getting into the summer months where it's June, where all stadiums are going to be more hot and more humid. You're up again here. Hmm? You're up again. Doesn't matter. I have guys ready to go. I did the full Yankee stack because I'm a genius. Yeah, uh, guys, I told you not to let them get the Yankee stack, and you let them get the Yankee stack. I'm a little upset at you. You got to realize that in hitters only drafts, this is super simple. I still have Torres that I could take if I wanted to. Someone sniped Judge at the very beginning. That has no applicability (laughs) to me because then I just, instead of Judge in my stack, I'm going to end up with Encarnacion in my stack. Like, it's super simple. (laughs) There's home runs all the way up and down. So, hitters only drafts, it's very simple to get a full Yankee stack. It's a little bit different over in the normal format. Because they have four outfielders, and then they have Encarnacion ranked as a DH, yep. which I think he's actually playing first today. So there's five outfielders in that lineup, and there's only three guys, two of which are viable in the infield. Um, you have Sanchez, you have Didi, and you have Torres. And I guess that makes three guys viable in the infield. Gosh, they are just so stacked. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I, I want to talk uh, a couple under-the-radar teams possibly today. The uh, Seattle totals come out. And it's over five. Do you think a lot of, like, you know, they, they've traded away some people. Uh, you know, they're trying to sell right now. But they've got a, a bullpen game against Baltimore. It doesn't get much better than that. Do you think they can live up to their total today? Are we sure that's a bullpen game? Oh, yeah. Baltimore is definitely rolling like a bullpen game, I believe. They scratched Jacobonis for Gil whatever his name is. Who's, yeah, Gil Martin. He's been striking out more guys in AAA this season. But last year when he was in – uh, the majors, he wasn't really striking out guys at a huge clip and gives up a decent enough amount of ground balls. I think they go with the opener and then Yacobonis right afterwards. Yacobonis is terrible versus lefties. That's what I'm pretty sure Vegas is assuming. That's what I'm assuming. We haven't gotten word on it, but we see the situation every once in a while with the new opener scenario with all these teams. They're playing Gil Martin to get through, get right through the couple of lefties. And then, but I mean, he's still going to have to face Navarez and Seeger. And there, there's just a lot of lefties. Seeger's uh, over on Yahoo. Uh, I really do like, uh, I'm playing a lot of Yahoo today. So I like Kyle Seeger. Yeah, Seeger, Navarez, and how do I, I don't even, Omar. I can never pronounce his name right. Uh, and Vogelbach. All lefties may get one at bat versus Gil Martin. They're all good enough versus left handed pitching that I'm fine with it. Chances are Yacobonis is coming in, and then the rest of the terrible Baltimore bullpen. Or if it's just Gil Martin and then a bullpen game, their bullpen's not good. It's not going to be much of a difference between their starting pitching. Pretty much their starting pitching and their bullpen are equally as bad, so it really doesn't matter. The bullpen might actually be worse, and if they get down, they're throwing in Straley at long relief, maybe. I don't know. I think it's been three days since he pitched. No, I think Straley, I think he got demoted or IL or something. It was just so bad. Yeah, yeah, well, that's not surprising at all. Uh, But, yeah, so basically, like, no matter what, Seattle's in a good spot, and they're not good hitters. Like, let's be honest, they're not a good lineup right now, but the middle of it actually is. Santana, Vogelbach, Navarez, and Seager are all decent bats, and if they're going up against a lefty, that's a different scenario, which Gil Martin is, but he's not going to go more than two innings. 
if they're going up w with a guy with kind of reverse splits, kind of like, like the two people I've targeted recently against them are Homer Bailey and Bundy. Bundy gets lots of soft contact versus lefties, so that was good for him. Homer gets has a splitter, strikes out lefties at a huge clip. So those are both guns, and it's being played over in Seattle. The weather in Seattle is going to be a little bit better today than it has been the last few recent days. It's an open-air ballpark with a dome, so it's actually affected by the weather. It's going to be decent enough today where they can still hit bombs. It kind of suppress or kind of raises strikeouts, but home runs are still entirely viable there. And so Vogelbach, Santana, Tavares, and Seager are all very much in play. I wouldn't go with anyone outside of them unless you really want to, like, do a full stack of them. Who's, who's your one off to your Yankee stack? <laughs> you got your choice. I was kind of pissed. Someone sniped Bellinger a couple picks before I wanted him in round four. Yeah, gosh, I need to figure out who to go with. This is tough. There's still so many good bats available. Oh, gosh, who do I go with? I don't know. How about Adam Jones? Yeah, that's fine. Going to take a Muncie. I wonder, did you just hear that? Yeah, what was that? Uh, the water tank is down here in the basement. I haven't had it come on once in the entire time I've been doing this. That's right. I, I forgot you are a true DFS player hanging out in someone else's basement. Yeah, yeah, I live in a basement. There's <laughs> literally, my buddy was talking, I was talking to my buddy the other day, and he's like, yeah, so what happens if there's a fire? Well, I'm just going to die. Uh, I'm going to do a pitcher only now. We're going to have some fun with that. So, wait, we got 14 games. That's 28 pitchers, and we're going to have to pick five. So, I can do a five-man. We'll allow some of us to have actual pitchers. So, we're going to do a pitcher only. And we'll just uh, kind of do it for fun for a buck. I've got to get down to five people. One dollar pitcher only. Thanks again to those who followed me during the show. If you want to play pitcher only we're going to make sure no one has to pick relief pitchers a couple of us are going to have to pick guys that we definitely don't want uh but you're ready for this one grant yep all right here we go and only get five again here so this thing's going to fill in about two seconds boom i'm the quickest in the world yeah i know the secret of how to get into him quickly i won't share it so i don't get sniped during this show it's right on that main screen right it pops up almost immediately yeah i mean the main thing is it's easy when I'm on a show with you because I just refresh at the exact moment you say it and I hop on in. Yeah. Well, they're all on a 45-second delay, so by the time they get it, it's they probably already have the invite anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, it's one, it won't show up unless you're refreshing constantly, which... Uh, I got to do a little happy dance here because I got Chris Sale and I'm going to get the best of all the fifth-round pitchers too. So I'm just... I'm taking everyone's dollar on this one. It's basically impossible for me to uh no i'm actually pretty happy here i get <laughs> one of the top four pitchers and then a solid second one and you're talking about oh i get the best of the fifth round pitchers no you got to realize so the bottom five are not going to get or bottom three are not going to get picked because there's already a game that started so there is 28 pitchers 25 of which will get picked bottom three are out but you're going to get stuck with a guy i don't want but the best of the guys i don't want you may be stuck, like, you're stuck with uh, two of the bottom 19 pitchers. I'm stuck with a 16th pitcher and with one of the worst. If there's a drastic difference, it, like, can what do you think? What, what do you think about pitching tonight in general, right? We have Sale at the top. We've got Bauer, who's kind of in, like, the next tier down. We've got 
Bueller. We've got the couple of the cheap guys. What do you think? Uh, I pulled up our ownership on pitching for DraftKings. We've got Nola, who's just clearly mispriced as the highest owned pitcher. Chris Sales coming in next. Um, to get a little salary relief, Joe Musgrove is actually currently the third highest projected owned pitcher. Um, what else are you doing? I think Bauer, uh, I, I'm kind of in agreement with our ownership right now. Bauer's fourth. Paxton is a nice swerve off of Nola at about half the ownership. Uh, but, but what do you think of the whole pitching ownership prices on DraftKings today? So, oh gosh, uh, I probably should have been ready for this. Um, this sorry, I was, I was drafting. You were trying to distract oh me. Oh my God, how'd you not take Nola? Because I don't want, I don't want Nola. How do you, why, so Nola's going to be the highest known pitcher today on DraftKings. So why don't you like Yeah, him? fade him. Don't fade him in cash, but fade him in tournaments. Explain, um, explain this to me because this is a hot take you got here. How is it a hot take? Nola hasn't been great lately. He's been giving up runs. He's been walking guys recently. A high walk rate is one of the biggest things to worry about. Miami has a bad lineup, but they still have a few decent bats in there. Nola has not been great recently. This is baseball. Anything can happen. We've seen multiple pitchers get blown up by the Marlins. In tournaments, Nola's going to have twice the ownership of Paxton at virtually the same price. Why would you go with Nola over Paxton when Nola has less upside, twice the ownership, and just as much potential downside in all reality? I don't know if Nola had – Nola still gets – he doesn't have the swinging strikes, but he still gets a lot of strikeouts because that curveball just drops in there and people have no clue where it's going. It's against Miami, who – I know Miami doesn't strike out, but the the run prevention, the ability to go deep for Nola today, I think is superb. I, I don't. I, I'm perfectly fine being in line with the ownership of Nola today. I've just, been told that it's a good pitcher's ump. That changes things a little bit. Shoot. For who? <laughs> for Nola. Uh, I don't have that. It's not up on uh, on lineup HQ yet. So. If it's a good pitcher ump, that definitely changes things. Oh gosh, I'm up again. Who do I take? I don't like this. I fudged up. Never mind. I got Peacock. See, Peacock's good. I got him in the fourth round where you're going to get stuck with two of the likes of the rest of the guys here. So you're 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 screwed. Don't worry. I got some targets. I'm not sweating it. There's one target that I'm hoping gets to me. I've got Do I color my hair? No, this is 100% natural here. Just out of the shower. No, please get to me. Please, who I want to get to me, get to me. Yes. Let's see. You're probably gonna... Oh, Keuchel? Yeah, Keuchel's, everyone else Keuchel's is... fine for this as a late pitcher, but I'm, not, I'm definitely not using Keuchel in DFS. Yeah, time. zero chance I'm using him in regular DFS. But in this, like, the run prevention should be there in comparison to the rest of the guys on this board. Um, the downside is less. The upside is probably less. I don't know how long he's going to end up pitching. But, yeah, I mean, Keuchel's just... I wanted Lauer. Someone sniped him on me. So I'm going to have to take Chase Anderson. That's going to not end well. No, that will not. <laughs> and how about I'm definitely – ooh, it's getting tough. Maybe could take uh, Beeks. Uh, I'll take Junis. Maybe he gets a couple of strikeouts and doesn't give up a couple of bombs. Yeah, oh, man, this is going to be fun when it gets to me. I think Peacock's pretty interesting in DFS tonight because they – the Yankee Peacock's been so good against righties and that lineup's all righties that if it happens again, you know, if he's good against them, you're going to take out a reasonably owned stack and Peacock's currently, you know, I'm looking at his ownership. I'm scrolling. I'm still scrolling. It's lower than Dallas Keuchel. He's projected a 2% ownership rate. I was asking why Peacock if I have Yank stack 
things baseball is not linear understand that scoring makes it not linear strikeouts are more important look at what verlander did a week or two ago against milwaukee he gave up three bombs and he striked out 14 guys you think that's a bad situation if you have three milwaukee bats and you have verlander you're going to win a boatload of money because verlander is still crushed granted he gave up some bombs but this yankees stack like i'm not worried about the walks it's mostly just power that they have and he's going up against a not very powerful uh or a guy that doesn't give up a whole lot of power to righties i have stacks here on df on draft because this doesn't incorporate ownership it's a probability thing i played yankees guys because i can get an entire stack all with the opportunity to hit a bomb and if peacock gives up a few bombs there's no like he can still strike out 10 guys in this matchup and just give up a bunch of power they strike out a decent clip. That is the like antithesis of why just because you play a pitcher doesn't mean you can't stack against him. Uh, I'm gonna start a, right scenarios. I'm gonna start a new game. We've got a full hour today, so we've got enough time. I've got a we've talked all all day long. I'm bumping up the stakes. We got a big five dollar game here, Grant. We're gonna play the normal game here to close it out. You ready? Yep. All right, we'll do one more of these. Uh, again, guys, don't forget if you want to play on draft, if you've never deposited. Um, you can use promo code grinders when you deposit you get a three dollar ticket it doesn't allow you to play in like the best ball championships in football or anything but allows you to get your feet wet it helps us out on our end as well to be able to keep providing these shows to you and uh you'll be able to play uh on draft and uh i wanted to know too i'll jump back into this uh, i always talk about best balls they've got them for football their best ball championship it's 25 dollars to enter three and a half million dollar prize First place gets a million dollars. Devin, if you want to, if you can go back and try to find that show we did yesterday, give them the link for it in chat. If you wanted any thoughts on how to try to play the best ball championship, uh, you guys can kind of watch that on your own time. Um, But we had a little bit of a strategy show and did a live draft on that. And it's a a really fun tournament. uh, If you want to try to turn 25 bucks into a million, that sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. And I smoked you kids on it. (laughs) Yeah. My, my team was not very good. I looked at, there was a, I forgot who it was in, uh, on Twitter, I saw him. His team looked really good. It looked like one of the better uh, best ball teams I had seen so far this year. So uh, I've got the fifth spot. Me and you are going to be sniping each other the whole way. I'm not going to let you get your Yankee stack here, Grant. All right. Good luck with that. Maybe I'm just uh, – maybe I'm throwing you a curveball like Aaron Nola took. Yeah, we'll see what happens here. But this – I drafted for you. I can do what I want. I'm an adult. Uh, Melissa wants to know, is there another way we can help even though we can't play in camp? Just watching the show is good enough for us, too. So, Actually, you know what, Melissa? There is a way. You can go on YouTube, and you can click the like and subscribe buttons for us. The suits and the international suits, even, they have stressed to us. They need all the things clicked on YouTube. So go over to YouTube uh, if you're watching. Click the like. Let us know we're doing a good job. If you want to get notified, click the subscribe. Click the alert button. So that's what you can do, Melissa. I'm sure. I'm sure you've been hammering those buttons for all the shows for all the years, right? Oh gosh! Now I have to go trout. All these people drafting pitchers for silly kids. Yeah, Mike Trout's going to hit two bombs today. Uh, I am taking Nola. I am completely on board with Nola tonight. So if you're fading Nola, you are fading the chalkiest pitcher on the slate, Grant. I'll just let you know that. Yeah, isn't that you know that's what you're supposed to do in GPPs? Unless it's there's four guys that you play at high ownership at ultra high ownership it's sale scherzer Verlander, it's scherzer <laughs> and it's cole and cole is the kind of maybe because he can still get trout, a little trout as well especially lately no no hitter at that high of ownership is worth it unless trout was 
pegged at like 3,900 bucks over on DK, you can fade any hitter in any situation ever. Uh, let's see what we got going on here today. So you got Trout. I got Nola. I'm going to need a stack. So I've got to start combing through, uh, especially in the infield, because I want to get my infield stack out of the way first. What am I going to do? I think I got a couple ideas. We'll see. I don't think these guys are all going to get to me. Yeah, I wanted to get the White Sox. No chance they were getting back to me. Yeah, I mean, there's only four real guys that you want on the White Sox in draft format, and so one of them gets taken away, you're better off not going with it. What do you yeah. think about I, uh, Charlie Tilson today? Super cheap, especially over on Yahoo. Leading off, lefty versus righty in Texas. It, am I, is, does he actually have upside? Sure. I mean, What's his price on Yahoo? Seven. Yeah, that's that's perfect. That works. He's bare bones on Yahoo. And a couple of $7 guys because you're going to play. Uh, I know uh, Bowers, like $7 cheaper than Sale. I'm playing Sale. And then Nola is also completely underpriced on Yahoo as well. So the everybody's going to have one of Sale and Bauer with uh, Nola, uh, at least on Yahoo today, I would imagine. Um, no. I'd rather go with Bueller. I'd rather go with Boyd. I'd rather go with Bauer. You're going to get a lot different, especially if you played uh, in one of their tournaments. You're going to be – very, very different at pitcher if you use any one that's not those two. Yeah, um, I'm just using two of Sale, Bauer, Bueller, Boyd. I still want Mankata. I think Mankata's going yard tonight. Let's see what to do here. Going Willie. Let's see, batting fifth today. That lineup's come out. So it's Chu, Santana, Andrews, Mazzara, Calhoun, Cabrera, Odor, Guzman, Fedorowitz. I'm probably not playing Fedorowitz unless it's in a stack, but that, I mean, that Texas lineup, it's not all the, what would Gallo, if Gallo is 6K, would you play Gallo today if he was in the yes. lineup? Yeah, I think that's an easy yes, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, gosh, Lopez does not strike out lefties. This is a perfect spot for Gallo. I really wish he was playing today. I miss you, Joey Gallo. Uh, we got a question on FanDuel. I have not opened up FanDuel today. I'll pull up their prices. Um, Either, should... They're somewhat similar to Yahoo, I think. What's the Yahoo? Should you play sale in cash on FanDuel today? I mean, just wait to see what value opens up. It's entirely dependent on that. If there's a few 2K guys that happen to go in the lineup, I mean, like Tilson, I'm assuming is min price over on FanDuel. He's 12K, which is a lot for a FanDuel pitcher. It, I'm going to guess you're going to be able to make it work pretty easily. Does Struble Cabrera just get scratched? Um, I, I just got know. a notification. Suspended? Suspended for four games. Oh, that could not have come at a better moment because that was oh, he, just a- he threw he threw equipment at Bill Miller. I mean, that should be rewarded, not suspended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it is he appealing? Did it say that? Uh, I don't know. It's a four game suspension, but he is he has been suspended four games, so we got to see what's going to happen on that. If he doesn't appeal, suspension starts tonight. Is he's appealing? Great, draft him right now. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> you took him. Uh, let's see. What do I got here? So I got Nola. I got Mancata. Uh, I'm just going to pick some pretty good bets here. This uh, this Jorge Polanco character, he's been having himself a pretty good season. We'll see if that continues tonight. Yeah, well, I mean, the main thing is you have to realize he's a switch hitter that uh, exceeds at one side of the plate and is just good against the other side of the plate. I'm trying to remember off the top of my – I think he's much better versus lefties than he is versus righties um no it's the other way around i'm done 
He's got a 418 Woba against righties this year. Highest on the team. Yeah, compared to 318 Woba versus lefties. So, yeah, he's in a perfect spot versus Eunice. Should you full-on fade sale in GPP on DK? Absolutely not. No, You're going to full-on fade someone, fade Noah. Yeah, you don't, like Grant said, when the sale ownership, right, he's going to be like 30-ish percent owned tonight. You, I think being underweight that is probably not a good idea if, you know, even by a couple of percent. So I, I would try to be, you know, if I was playing three teams, I would have him on probably two to be overweight the field on him. It's just, it's, it's really tough to fade He's so good right now, and almost every pitcher can get blown up at any given point in time except these elite superstar pitchers who just go out and mow everybody down that it's it's really tough for me to fade those guys. I mean, there is one time where you fade him, and that's on a five-game slate or less. He'll get 60% ownership. You fade him. You can fade. You can play sale today and still get five home runs, six home runs in your lineup. Yeah. It's you possible. Can play- you can play Sale and Nola and still stack up reasonably good teams. And then a, a, the next popular thing is going to be Sale uh, plus Musgrove really gets you the really good bats that you want. So those are those are the Sale combos that should be popular on DraftKings. It's weird to me. I've been I've the last three days I've like advised on the morning grind Bundy Bailey and Bundy Bailey Duffy and there was one other guy and Morton or uh, Musgrove today. And I'm like, all right, everyone's going to think I'm absolutely insane. And the next day he ends up being the chalk. It's it's been very strange. It's been a very strange week. You think there's any chance the Padres win the slate? I'm going to say possible. Uh, And also keep an eye a Machado could get suspended or some, I I know there's some kind of issue with him. Um, You'll know before the slate starts. Yeah, you'll know before it starts. So if you were planning on San Diego, this is another reason why I like Musgrove a little bit, where Machado might miss the game. Um, So just keep your eye on that. There's nothing concrete about that, but there is a possibility Machado misses tonight. I got to go here. Let's see. Mancata Polanco. I got to get some sort. Oh, I'll take Nelson. Nelson Cruz against Junis. That sounds like a home run tonight. Yeah. And I just used one of those handy-dandy tricks where I saw the next three guys drafting after me all had a pitcher, so taking Strasburg would have been dumb. Um, I took my last batter, and now I'm guaranteed Strasburg and the batter I wanted. Look at Grant leveling people during a live draft. There is no pulling a fast one on Grant. I mean, there is if I'm not paying attention because it's only <laughs> five bucks on the line. Uh, we got now, you've seen me just draft all injured players with funsies. Well, I mean, you do that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, it's funsies. If I'm that, I mean, I'm giving. I'm here more to give people advice than I am to win. Winning just comes easy. Man, not a single person in chat has mentioned that your backdrop's just flowing with those it, Syracuse wins. Yeah, well, it's the fan because it's really hot up here and the sun's shining in on the room. But um, I got so my uh, my fiance she bought for our. Uh, she's having a what do they call it? before the wedding not the bachelorette party the uh, uh, bridal the bridal shower she bought a full basically wall size backdrop of like magic kingdom and she's gonna hang it up she wants me to hang it up for a show as like a surprise one time so Devin, you got to keep your eye eye up for that hopefully it might just be one so maybe they won't get mad at us so I, I, get, I get so angry at how many parties there is for every single thing like just know i'll go to them i'll get drunk but i'm not giving you a gift i go to a wedding 
my presence is your present. You gotta, what's uh? You know, you gotta give some cash at a wedding. I mean, it depends on. You gotta drop the car. I don't. I don't want gifts. I just want cash. Yeah, I don't know. I, I rarely do, but I did have one wedding. It was after I cleared a hundred k, and there, it's been one of my best friends um, since I was in high school, and. Like they had the little, you know, bride and groom dance for ca- cash dance or whatever it is. They had at some weddings, you know those. Yeah, I, I look at I, I I gotta focus back here. I can't believe some of the bats that are available. Uh, I'm gonna take G. I know I talked down in Boston, but I'm not gonna pass on JD Martinez in the last round. I don't care if I don't have a stack. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> you want bombs? Like I'm stacking. My stack is full of bombs. Trout can hit a bomb. Calhoun can hit a bomb. Odor can hit a bomb. And Cabrera can hit a bomb. Yeah, I got I got in my stack to be able to hit a home run. That's I got I got Nola with a mini twin stack of Polanco and Cruz with Mancada and JD Martinez. That sounds like a pretty good team. If I got that and I wasn't even paying attention, I'm gonna guess most people's teams look pretty good at this. Yeah, everyone kind of has a good team here on today's slate. It's nice. There's good pitching and there's good hitting. Uh, so we've got what looks like about five minutes left. So maybe we'll do uh, one of the uh, what are what are those games called? uh you know what i'm talking about no not a drinking game no dream team i know where your head's at yes yeah the dream teams we'll do one of those in a second here um but i want to remind you guys uh on draft if you want to play along use promo code grinders if you never deposit it'll get you a three dollar ticket uh and that'll get you started on some of the other games if you want to play football like let's see how much of a sicko i am in best ball so grant i've played i've already finished 127 best balls for football I've got six baseball ones going uh, for today, but I've got a live pick in a football best ball. Uh, let's take a look at my team here. So I need some help. I want some running back heavy. I got myself one decent good tight end. I got cooks here. I think I'm probably going to need some more receivers. Uh, so I'm going to take a look at the receivers. Uh, I see Tyler Boyd sitting here. That looks pretty good to me at this spot. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Tyler Boyd. I'm addicted to these things, guys. I encourage you to jump into the best balls. Uh, you can find things all over the internet if you're looking for uh, how to play these or some strategy or good players. And I- I'm on NFL 24-7. I'm getting into Dynasty a lot more. That's always fun. But, uh, yeah, go play some NFL best balls. Uh, they're a great time. Uh, and, of course, the championship, $3.5 million bucks. turn 25 into a million. Uh, all right, we're going to close out the show with a dream team. Someone wants to know, wants me to finish my story, know how much money I gave. Well, I had just had won my you first did? 100K GBP. Can I guess? Huh? Can I guess? Go ahead. Guys, guess in chat. 1500 Close. It wasn't quite that much. All right. Um, I'd, I'd gone to Vegas the week before, so uh, I had 1200 bucks in $50 bills because they have my name on it. I'm conceited. <laughs> so what I did is I got all the guys from the wedding party to just constantly like go and dance with them and give them 50s. They were just completely confused at how everyone had $50 bills. <laughs> that sounds like an actual grand thing. Uh, all right, so we're playing a $1 to 56 man, trying to figure out what people are going to do here. Uh, I, I don't see myself not using Sale or Bauer. Um, what would you, I would expect Sale to probably get owned twice as much as Bauer in something like this, right? Just to, to, no, take Sale regardless. The downside, like you can differentiate yourself with bats. If Scal has a bad game, he's going to end up with about the same as Bauer. If Scal has a good game, he's going to crush Bauer. I I agree with that. So I I pick Sale. 
Uh, where do you think the chalky bats on draft are? It's always tough, especially at infield, because there's no real – you don't really look at infield, and the guys you would take from Texas don't – you know, Elvis Andrews doesn't scream like a draft play uh, a lot of the time. Not a lot of bomb power on that. So, I mean, honestly, I, my favorite thing to do here is going to be taking a four-man Diamondback stack or a three-man – like, I'm not a big fan of Adam Jones, but Ketel Marte – Peralta and Escobar are three guys that are very likely to get bombs. Not going to be owned at the, in this format almost at all. And then you round it out with the likes of Trout or Yelich or some other guy that can hit ball ballpark instead of Adam Jones here. Let's see. So we'll do a couple of Arizona bats. So I like Peralta. I got Marte. Uh, who else are we adding to it? Uh, Peralta, Marte, Escobar, and then you pick a one-off outfielder with a huge amount of power. The right move's probably Trout, since no one's going to have Diamondbacks anyways, even he's gonna, even though he's going to have a whole bunch of ownership. Um, but if you really want to, take Kepler or Cruz. Going to come in at no ownership in this thing and just as – or probably almost as likely to get a bomb here. People are going to target Trout, and they're going to target Texas bats almost entirely. Cruz, so Cruz, Cruz sounds pretty good for that home run tonight. I'm taking Cruz. So I got Sale – with Marte Escobar, Peralta, and Nelson Cruz, definitely will have a different team uh, at bats than a lot of other people on that one. I'm going to submit it. And these are quick, guys. If you ever want to play these, uh, you don't have to wait for a draft. You can just kind of make your own team. Anything goes. Just kind of uh, think a little bit about the ownership because you, you just don't want to play the best players everywhere else and kiss your sister at the end uh, with everybody else. So that's going to do it for the draft show. Uh, Grant, it was fun. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks to Draft for sponsoring the show, getting those best balls, getting the football championship. And don't forget, if you want to play best ball for baseball, update your app, and it looks like you should have access to that. It starts post-All-Star break, but you can start looking at it now. And uh, I think if you go to Fangraphs, you pull up the bat over there, you'll get kind of the rest of season projections. Hardy's usually going to be uh, pretty sharp compared to the field on those. You'll be able to get an edge, I can almost guarantee it on it. So we're going to get on out of here. Uh, for Grant, I'm Britt. Thanks for watching, everybody. And we out you. Welcome to Sharpside's Top Props. I'm Mangone, and I'm going to be giving you guys four of my favorite props on tonight's MLB slate, including one lock of the night to help fill out your betting card. Let's dive in and check out the plays. First up, we have Jan Mankata, and I have the over on him hitting a home run at plus 450. First of all, he is the top five plate IQ rating of the day on the entire slate, Whenever you see that, he's a power speed guy. You're expecting a lot from him, and I'm expecting power from him today. He gets to go up against Ariel Gerardo, who primarily throws the fastball sinker and the slider. Mancata has a 447 and a 449 CX Woba against his most popular pitch types. Mancata has also been crushing the ball lately. If you look at the data over his past 15 days, he's a 97 mile per hour exit velocity and a 239 batted ball distance. 
He also gets to play in the Texas Heat. The White Sox have an implied total of 5.23, and he should see nine innings of at-bats since they're on the road, which could lead to an extra at-bat for Moncada against, you know, the really, really bad Texas bullpen. So, like Moncada in this spot, give me the over on plus 450, which is some great value. Next up, we have Michael Waka at three and a half strikeouts, and I have the over at plus 101. Now, looking at Waka, he is not the most sexy name. He is not really a strikeout guy, and he's going up against the Angels, who are not a strikeout team. But if you dive deeper into the numbers and look at Waka this season, he's been pretty good. In nine of Waka's 14 appearances this year, he has over three and a half strikeouts. He has also done that in five of his last six games. So, Again, Waka is not a big strikeout guy, but this line seems a little low here. Uh, and it's probably because of the matchup, right? The Angels, they don't strike out a ton. But this game is in St. Louis. The Angels are losing their DH. And if you look at this lineup, you know, adding a guy like Justin Bohr and Justin Upton, that, yes, it adds a ton more power to their lineup. Their lineup looks a lot better than it did, you know, a couple weeks ago. But Adding in that power also adds in a ton more strikeouts and the pitchers there for a strikeout. I mean, I just think Waka is going to get three and a half strikeouts for sure. Uh, give me the over on plus 101. My third pick, it's another value pick, and we have Max Kepler, and we have the over on him hitting a home run at plus 350. Now, if you look at Kepler, he is ranked third on plate IQ rating today, and he's only at plus 350. Normally, if you look at, uh, you know, plate IQ, you see these guys who are going to, you know, have a good chance of hitting a home run or you know, grayed out really well for their matchup. And they're normally like plus 220 to hit a home run, plus 250. Again, Kepler, he was plus 350. We got Moncada at plus 450. We have a really good value plays here today. You can bet that at the DK Sportsbook. I've noticed that they have the better uh, one than the FanDuel book for home run props. So head on over there and uh, hit that line at plus 350 before it goes down a little bit. But uh, he gets to go against a terrible pitcher in Jacob Judas. He's not good. If you look at the numbers, Judas against left-handed batters, he is allowing a 378 Woba, a 220 ISO, an average exit velocity of 91.3, and a hard hit rate of 43.5%. Now, Kepler, he is crushing the ball just like Mancata. He has a 95 mile per hour exit velocity, a 232 batter ball distance over the past 15 days. Things just look really well for Kepler here. And also love this game from a weather perspective. If you look at Kevin Ross, weather edge tool over on Rotor Grinders, he loves this game uh, as well. In a sample size of 70 games, there are a huge bump for home runs, right? Plus 13.7% and a big increase in total runs at 20%. This game will also be hot. The wind will be blowing out. Everything grades out here for Kepler and the Twins offense against Junis. Like him to hit a home run today. All right, guys, before we get to the lock of the week, we've been having a pretty good season. So far, we're 22-12, and 12, and we're up 12.5 units. So if I've done you pretty well, please hit the little subscribe graphic for me on the video. Uh, give us a like, you know, do all the things on YouTube. We would really appreciate it over here. Also, I want to know who your favorite top, top props are today. So drop them in the comments section. If you have any other questions about other props, if the line is good or not, just post it on the YouTube comment section, and I will be sure to comment. Uh, let's crush it together, guys, tonight, and let's move on to the lock. My lock of the night, it's Brad Peacock, and I have the over on him getting strikeouts at five and a half at plus 125. Now, I understand this Yankees offense, they're scary, right? Uh, they're not a team I really want to face, but they also have a ton of bus potential. And I mean a ton. Uh, yesterday, they had 10 runs, but they also had 10 strikeouts. And six players in this lineup, uh, they have a 22.6 strikeout rate or higher. So uh, this team right now, they're striking out a ton. Uh, two of those guys, too, they have an over 30% strikeout rate. 
And both of those guys, they're coming back from injury this week. And I expect some rust, right? Guys like Stanton and Judge. So uh, I don't think this Yankees lineup, sure, it's scary, but I think there's a ton of strikeouts. And I think we need to exploit that uh, with the strikeout props going forward. We also get a pitcher's umpire here for uh, Peacock. I get the ballpark downgrade could hurt. And if the Yankees often just hits a million home runs and they shell Peacock and get him out the game early, you know, so be it. But uh, I'm expecting him to, you know, go at least five, hopefully, and, you know, let's hope he survives this thing. Peacock, look at his numbers, too. He's a 24% strikeout rate on this season. And, hey, the plate IQ rating, it's grading out well for him. He's, like, the third best on the slate. And, ultimately, this line just feels kind of low. Uh, five and a half. And we get an underdog here and we get to grab positive juice at plus 125. I just like the value a ton here. So uh, jump on that, guys. But that's it for this week's picks. Thanks a lot for joining me. And let's sweep the board tonight.
is going on, Roto Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical on me. It is 501 on the East Coast, 201 on the West Coast, 401 Tennessee time. It's, of course, it's time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It is called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, it's a fired up FC7. You must be excited. It's Friday. Does a new 90 Day Fiance come out today? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Oh, I have no idea about that, but I am fired up with the Slate 14 Gamer. It's a beauty, lots of pitching. Uh, the offense is uh, kind of lacking today a little bit, uh, but uh, still, it's a great slate. It's a beautiful warm day here. Summer's coming, which is wonderful, so I am really looking forward to not only the better weather, but a fantastic slate tonight. Was it a pool day up there in Canada? It's close, and these next two days aren't hot necessarily, but they're going to be pool days because we haven't had one for which feels like three years. So I'm uh, cranking my heater as we speak, getting that pool warmed up so I can get in this weekend. In my head, I heard that as a euphemism for some reason. I don't know why, but we're going to move on. It's a 14-game slate. Uh, let's talk about Chris Sale. He 14-gamer, uh, he's going to absolutely own this slate as far as uh, from a pitching perspective. And, you know, we see uh, as far as the total is nine and a half case, for, uh, you know, projected give or take. Uh, against the Blue Jays, Pepsi, and that's your team. Take off your homer hat. They are disastrous. And Sale, you know, outside of the first couple weeks of the season where he kind of faltered coming out of the box, he's been just electric. He's just going to, you know, double-digit cases going down. And we'll talk about as far as pitchers in a second, Pepsi. But uh, do you want to – there are – you said the hitting's not that great today, right? Let's do the screenshot, sure, uh, before we even get going. Let's talk about that, Pepsi, because I, I hate saying that pitchers own the slate, but the, it's pitching dominant. And there are going to be some teams that go nuts for sure. That's just the way baseball goes down. There are some big totals as well out there too. But my, my thought process is I want to get good pitchers and then kind of figure out the hitting afterwards. Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think that's the way you approach the slate tonight. You know, um, there's just so many good pitchers in just about every tier. There's a lot of opportunity costs not to pay up and get one of these aces. You know, a few of these aces are going to go off in a big games and you're going to be trailing if you don't do that. And because there's not a lot of offenses that you have to have, I think you got to start with pitching. There's your guaranteed points anyway. So this is a slate where, and I haven't done it a lot this year. I'll be honest with you. A lot of my GPP uh, nights have been involving value to mid-tier pitches and loading up on offense, just the way the season's been going. But tonight, that is very different. A lot of the better offenses aren't in great hitting environments or they're facing good pitching. So, uh, And the offenses that we do like aren't all that expensive. So it's definitely a night that I feel like we should be paying up for pitching. At least, at the very least, you're getting mid-tier arms, if not aces. Yeah, that's where I'm at as well. We'll talk about sale in just a second. I do want to mention Pepsi tonight. Uh, if I know you uh, You know a guy. you got premium, so you can watch Crunch Time whenever you want. Crunch Time is free for everybody. Y'all get to watch Roth. Roth's going to talk about the weather. Whatever weather, weather is lurking out there, he'll knock it out. He's in office today, too. Just as a nice little bonus in uh, Nashville. Uh, JSU and One Cheese is Good, who you know, of course, are Million Dollar Musings. They'll be there as well to answer all your baseball-related questions or so. Uh, uh, 6.15 on the East Coast, all the way up the locks at 50 minutes of goodness. They'll, they'll tell you what's going down as far as a slate, answer as many questions as possible. And again, it is free tonight. We also want to mention, Pepsi, if you're rocking the RG, uh, the avatar, we, uh, we're trying to get, give you some perks. If you got the, uh, the Roto-Grinders avatar around the, uh, you know, the old badge around the industry, certain contests, if you finish in the top 10 while wearing the Roto-Grinders badge, you win yourself uh, one month of Roto-Grinders premium. Uh, there's going to be a link dropped in the chat for more information on that. That's the uh, Roto-Grinders chat. That's the YouTube chat as well, too, because our fabulous multitasking producer, the D-Train's all over it. Uh, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Much appreciate that. We do want to give some shout-outs, Pepsi. I know I'm just taking up all the time. We got to knock all this. We got to satisfy the suits. 
we got to give some shout outs, Pepsi. Some people that actually are rocking the badge now. We got, uh, let me see if I can not butcher these names. <laughs> Good luck with that. Well, yeah. Why can't they just have like, uh, you know, just Pepsi 7? That's easy. I can read that. Uh, Mason3132. Uh, Kyle West 5. We got BZ. BZ12. You want to get all technical? Uh, we got B Frizzle 82. We got Byron 5. That's two ends if you're counting at home. Slow 503. Uh, just an actual name, I believe. Greg Red and Bow. Gonzo 7223. J Nice 1124. And JD Moran at 55. There you go. Welcome Not to. Bad. Not How did I do? Oh, that was pretty good. I would give you probably a nine and a half out of 10 there. Well, you have no idea because you don't see the list, do you? I, yeah, can I got the list in front of me, actually. I was going through it with you, and I was hoping that you'd butcher some of these, but you actually did an excellent job. So it wasn't, uh, wasn't a lot of fun, but you scored well. Was it weird that I went from the bottom to the top? Did you happen to notice that? Yeah, that threw me off a little bit at first. I was wondering if you're going to butcher the first one right off the hop there. But uh, no, you did a nice job. You did a Jay Nice job if you want to get all technical. What happened there is the first one threw me off, but I'm like, screw it. I'm going to the bottom. That looks easier. <laughs> and I'll figure, out, I'll figure it out along the way. Yeah, because if you mess the first one up, you're just going to butcher a few more words. You can wait for the end, and you're smooth or perfect. You might get through it, right? I mean, you want to pull a Costanza in theory. You want to you finish strong. But uh, I don't know if we did or we did not. But let's talk about Chris Sale because, oh, he's just been electric. Obviously, facing that terrible Toronto lineup, they're not very good. They don't they strike out a ton. We're talking about 25.8% this season. We stretched it out for the last few seasons. You, uh, you know, the fire up the old plate IQ, 23.3%. Drury, McKinney, Jansen, uh, Teoscar, Grichik, these guys that strike out a ton. Uh, Chris Sale, uh, monster favorite. If you want that win, you want that win. They're minus 350, Boston. Uh, he... It's a slate that has some great names. We'll talk about it in a second. Obviously, Pepsi, Bauer and Bueller and Strasburg and Boyd and Marquez. Um, but I think Sale is in his own tier, is he not? I was just going to say, despite all these aces on the mound here and, and great mid-tier arms, yeah, Sale's kind of in a league of his own still. I mean, the strikeout rate's fantastic. The walk rate's fantastic. He's pitching deep in the games. He certainly should get the offense to support the W. We expect him to easily go six for the quality start here. You mentioned the Blue Jays lineup. It's not very good. They strike out a lot. They're not patient. Everything's in his favorite tonight. And, uh, you know, he's, he's not that much priced above the rest of the group that, you know, he can't make it work. And I've been playing on Fantasy Draft and, and DK all day, tinkering with different things here. And, you know, because of the fact that we don't have to have expensive offenses, you know, I mean, you don't have to have, you know, the, the Rockies at home, per se, and, and Boston at home and things like that. You can make it happen. And, and I love sales. I absolutely love sales. Uh, best floor, highest ceiling. He's the guy tonight. If you're playing cast games, he is the guy you should be starting with. And even in GPPs, I still think he's got the most upside, and he's the guy I'm going to use most in tournament play. You want to mention, uh, apparently, according to the chat, this doesn't matter as for tonight because it's Daily Fantasy Sports, Pepsi. All we don't care about yesterday. We don't care about tomorrow. We care about tonight, tonight only. But uh, Frankie Montez, who crushed last night, wow. yeah. and he got banked for an any game, apparently, so suspension. Uh, so yeah. And also speaking of suspensions, Donaldson had a suspension heard. It was, uh, it was reversed that Josh Donaldson's not going to get suspended. Yeah. Which, that's rare. Yeah. Which was weird. Well, it's not worth getting into, but like the pitcher kind of got screwed in that game. I think it was actually Charlie Morton, if I'm not mistaken. No, not Charlie Morton. Uh, I'm thinking of Pittsburgh pitcher. It's the guy pitching for Pittsburgh tonight. I think it was Musgrove. Uh, Musgrove. Yeah. 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 And staying with the uh, suspension team. As Drupal Cabrera got four games for his uh, little temper tantrum there with, uh, I thought it was Bill Miller. He was upset calling balls and strikes there. I mean, you think that warranted four games? No. Uh, and Bill Miller, I, 
he calls everything a strike, right? Yeah. So like that, yeah. That's <laughs> like that's Cabrera just, had, I mean, if you if you watch the back, Cabrera had a reason to be upset. And of course, the whole game, you know, the, you know, umpires that are extreme pitcher umpires are great when we're off the pitcher, but you know, as a hitter, they're taking the bat at your hand sometimes. You work that count to two and two, and you take a good pitch that's a, a couple inches outside, and he rings you up, man. That's frustrating. So, you know, I mean, you can't act like that, obviously. It's a frustrating situation, but four games for that? That's a bit much. I think yeah, that's pretty well, Bill Miller's going to ring it. He's going to ring everybody up. He's like, you know, Rico Palazzo. It's like Leslie Nielsen and the naked gun back there. He's <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you've, uh, you've umpired some games. Has, have you ever had to ring anybody up before? Uh, throw, throw anybody out of the game? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't think I've ever thrown anybody. I'm pretty reasonable. You know, I understand people get upset. I played the game. So a lot of times I'll let them get their piece out. And, you know, generally I find when you start with, if I missed it, I'm sorry. Here's how I saw it. The conversation dies pretty quick because you're basically, you know, if you missed it, you're sorry. I mean, what else can you say after that? And I try to hustle as an umpire and whatnot, but uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever thrown anybody out. No, I haven't. All right. Uh, we talked about sale the next year. You know, we got to about Bauer, obviously Bauer's, Bauer's are kind of sort of an up and down season, I guess you can say like he's been yeah. amazing and then, you know, not so amazing and not enough strikes necessarily walking too many guys. Uh, last time out against Detroit, Detroit, of course, is terrible. He absolutely destroyed them. Uh, he dropped the old CGSO, put up a monster number, and he's uh, once again facing the Tigers. Uh, tonight he's at home. Uh, you know, we live in the world of a salary cap, so it's really hard to play both uh, Sale and Bauer. In theory, you can do it. You can make it happen. But no, how, how weak are your bats because of that? And we do have some step-downs we'll talk about in a second. Uh, and I guess we can bring Bueller into the conversation too. And, of course, the thing with Bueller is uh, there's no story. And Arenado is slightly dinged. I don't know if Arenado is going to play or not, but Colorado, if nothing else, they're away from cores, A. B, they're without story, which, you know, I guess that he'll that kills some uh, strikeout prevention to some extent, depending on who replaces him. But, uh, obviously, there's some run prevention, too. Uh, that, 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 that takes a, a positive bump there for, for Bueller. Uh, Bauer versus Bueller in the next year. And I guess we can introduce Strasburg. But, I mean, Strasburg is really good. But I'm probably not doing it. Boyd's there too. Like this, is it these four guys in the next year? Bauer, Bueller, Strasburg, Boyd. Yeah, they're pulling the next four arms or the next four aces, I guess. I'll start with Bueller and Bauer just because they're only separated by four hundred dollars here on uh, on fantasy draft. I, I'm a Bauer guy. I've been frustrated with his up and down season for the most part. I haven't had to ride the roller coaster for whatever reason. But this is a spot I really like him. But I mean, for a thousand dollars more, you're getting Chris Sale. And, and we know, again, the floor and soon is much higher. But I think Bauer is an interesting pivot in GPPs, especially if you're playing more than three or, three or four lots, let's say. And that's all I'm playing tonight. But if I was playing five plus, ten plus, I think that uh, you could go to Bauer because sales likely to be more popular. And, of course, Detroit's awful versus right-handed pitching. The highest strikeout rate versus right-handed pitching. Bauer capable of having that big game. He's got as long as leash as anybody in Major League Baseball in terms of, you know, pitches per game and then going seven, eight innings. So, the possibility for him being the, the highest scoring pitcher is certainly there. And I think he gets buried a little bit because of the slate, because of his price. And of course, because again, he said that roller coaster season so far and Walker Buehler right there with him, as you mentioned, stories out of the lineup, Colorado is a different team on the road than they are at home. And uh, Buehler has been real good lately. He is just dialed in. Not, not the same leash that uh, both Salem and Bauer have. Of course, Dave Roberts doesn't give anybody that leash really, but um, you know, he's, he can go seven innings. He's so good. Uh, and he's so um, he's so great with his control and is so effective and efficient that he could still go seven innings despite only throwing maybe 95 pitches. So I love Bueller and Bauer. I give the edge to Bauer. He's a little cheaper in fantasy draft. And I think the upside and the leash is a little longer there for him. 
but I, I love Bueller too. And I'm going to have all three of those guys in GPPs and uh, stepping down to Strasburg and Boyd. It's interesting. You mentioned Strasburg. I mean, he's a great real life pitcher and I think he's, you know, a, he's a, he's a fine cast game play, but again, for not much more money, I can get up to one of those guys ahead of him. I'm going to go there. The Braves are a tough matchup. You know, they don't strike out a ton. And for some reason, it seems like Strasburg's pulling like the Chris Sale from a couple of years ago in Chicago when he decided to pitch to more contact and kind of let the strikeouts go by the wayside a little bit. And uh, that's what Strasburg's done a little bit this year. So he's lacking the strikeout department from years past. And Atlanta doesn't strike out. They're a patient team. It's a tough matchup. He's easily crossed off my list. The interesting one here is Boyd. We get a bit of a discount going down to 18.5 here in fantasy draft. Um, you know, it's about 5,000 almost off of sale. If you're looking to open some bats, Boyd has been as good, almost as good anyway, as any of these guys in this tier. But the matchup's not great. Cleveland's been bad, but they're still patient. They're very good versus left-handed pitching. Um, you know, so I think Boyd's very good there. If you're stepping down, I still like him. But I just can't get too excited about the matchup. And it's probably not a big enough discount for me to go there. So I'm likely just going to stick with uh, sales, my top guy, and then likely getting even shares of Bueller and Bauer. But I do give Bauer the edge because of the matchup. Do you give Bueller the edge over Bauer if Arenado doesn't play? I'm still going to lean Bauer. I think that his strikeout upsides is big. The matchup, again, is still better, I think. And um, the leash, man. I mean, you could see Bueller get pulled after 93 pitches. You could see Bauer go 115. So that extra inning in 2Ks could be the difference. So and I'm getting a $400 in savings towards Bauer, too. So Arnold doesn't play. That's interesting. I might get equal shares, but I would still, if I had to pick between one of them, it's still Bauer with that matchup today. Detroit's just so bad. Uh, Strasburg this year, last two seasons, around 29% as far as the K perspective. So that's pretty good. It's not like sale, obviously. Uh, and he's facing an Atlanta team. Again, we fire up the old plate IQ. The Atlanta team pops from an ISO perspective. It pops from a Woba perspective. Uh, and outside of a few, guys, a few guys like Acuna and Donaldson and Riley in a small sample, they don't really strike out either. We're talking about Albies, you know, at 18%. McCann at 13%. Mark Marquez never really 10.4%. You know, collectively 20.3%. It's just, you know, and you mentioned cash game Strasburg. Like, typically, yeah, sure. But today, I don't think he fits the build, especially if we're going to talk about some guys uh, in a second. Well, one guy specifically we'll talk about. Uh, if we could just sort of rank, I guess you kind of sort of rank those along the way. You kind of have a Bueller. You have a Bauer, then Bueller. Uh, Boyd and Strasburg are sort of neck and neck for me. And I don't know if I'm playing enough lineups to get either, but not. I wouldn't discourage anybody from playing them. Playing them. Is that kind of where you're at too or what? Yeah, I think that's exactly where I'm at. I think the quality start is certainly there for Strasburg, just the upside's a little limited. And again, for $1,000 more, you can have Bueller or, or Bauer, which I like much better. And Boyd's the one guy, again, I'm okay with because it's a significant drop. It's a couple thousand down from that tier. It's 3,000 down from sale. Uh, that's a little more interesting, but of course, the matchup's still not a great one here. But Boyd has been elite this season, and uh, we're not really afraid of Cleveland beating us up. We're just worried about them being patient and, and being annoying and not giving us the strikeouts that we want in this matchup. But, uh, yeah, I rank them the same. Uh, it's clearly Chris Sale, uh, Bauer, and Bueller are really tight, slight edge to Bauer, and Strasburg and Boyd are also tight, but slight edge to Boyd just because I think that he's the, the better pitcher in terms of strikeouts, and, of course, he's a lot cheaper. Uh, Aramon Marquez, like him, like him outside of course, but I don't know if I necessarily want to pick in the Dodgers, especially with all these other options, and he's not really getting a discount, so – uh, sure, if you're MMEing, I suppose you can put him in the mix, but uh, you know, I'm just not playing enough lineups to get there. Mike Leak, not very good, but he's facing a putrid Baltimore lineup. Uh, you know, he should. We saw who was it yesterday that we talked about? Not you weren't on the show, but uh, 
gosh, I'm forgetting the dude's name, but you know, the, the lefty that's not very good was it for Seattle. Nonetheless, uh, he, he dominated Baltimore and Wade LeBlanc. There you go. That's who it was. I don't know why I couldn't think of Wade LeBlanc, but uh, uh, I mean, Leaks, he, he's just, he seems kind of expensive. I get the matchup, but again, hard to justify because Leaks not a guy that's going to strike out eight or nine dudes. Uh, Keiko's back in our lives, but Dallas Keiko, he's the definitive. He's like, you know, straight out of the fact, he, the definition of like good, you know, real life pitcher, bad DFS yeah. pitcher, right? Just, yeah. I never rostered Dallas Keiko. I don't really pick on him either, but you're not rostering him, right? No, I not in his first start back. I mean, it's a tough matchup, and there's no strikeouts here. And now, I mean, we're all about strikeouts these days. When you got, you know, five or six aces right off the top, you got a couple of mid tier arms that we like a little more. We got a value guard that's in pretty good shape. It's just, there's just no need to go to Keiko today. And uh, I did want to add one more thing to Chris Sale here. Um, I just look at the lineup uh, headquarters here and, and seen that uh, you know we like to focus mostly on the extreme. Yeah, uh, umpires here, and he's got an extreme pitches umpire. Sale does as well. It looks like he's the only one tonight with an extreme pitches umpire. Um, oh, actually, no, there's one more too in Texas. Interestingly enough, so another reason to like Sale even more there. Yeah, do we have them all? Because obviously, a bunch of new series start tonight, so I'd imagine not all, not all the umpires in just yet with the West Coast games. But Trevor Bauer, is... hitters umpire, and uh, Walker Bueller, another guy I'm really interested in. We don't have an umpire yet for that game, so looks like everything but the. Uh, Los Angeles game and the San Francisco Arizona game is out, but uh, maybe we can dig in that a little bit later on when we do our uh, our premium look here. As far as the extremes, yeah, Waka and Canning have an extreme hitters umpire. We got Beeks and Kittredge. Uh, well, that's the same team, right? The Oakland game, extreme hitters umpire. And you mentioned Sale and an extreme pitchers umpire uh, in Texas, but that's not going to chase me away as far as the sticks. Uh, we've been stalling long enough. I think uh, the, the clear combination platter for, for cash games on two fisher sites, it's going to be sale with uh, an underpriced Aaron Nola. If we're being honest, he's disappointed uh, more than like, you know, made you happy this year. He's been uneven, uh, you know, not great last time versus Atlanta. That's forgivable. He was bad against San Diego a couple starts back. He was fine versus Cincy, solid versus St. Louis. But now he gets the Marlins, Pepsi, and uh, uh, the Marlins are terrible. Have you heard this? <laughs> it's basically been anybody against the Marlins for me all season long. Even sometimes when I thought about, you know, Ponce de Leon or Wainwright for recent examples where they haven't been pitching real well, but not great pitches in general. And everybody's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's the Marlins, but these guys are terrible. I'm still playing them and it's, and it's worked out. So when I get Aaron Nola against them, I'm very excited, especially when it's underpriced and issue wide and maybe not underpriced, you know, compared to his performance this season, but in this matchup, he certainly is. And he's going to be your chalk ass to everywhere. I think tonight, and for good reason, this is a very talented pitcher. Yeah, he struggled a little bit. And yes, the walks are high, but Miami doesn't walk. They strike out. They're terrible when they make contact. This is just a gimme really spot here. And the only reason I think you get off of Nola is if you're going to a guy like Sale and you want upgrades and bats in a GPP lineup, and you go down to a guy like Joe Musgrove, who, uh, who we might as well talk about now. I mean, in terms of value, he's the guy for me. Um, he's been a little unlucky this season, in my opinion. He's a talented pitcher. And, of course, he's facing a San Diego team that uh, strikes up more than anybody else in baseball versus righties. You know, hit righties very well. Good ballpark for him. I think if you're not going Nola and an ace, you're probably going to Musgrove and the ace. And that's the shock. But, you know, I think that's the route you take tonight. If you want more bats, it's Musgrove. If you're okay with not having all the bats on a night that Dean and I both think you don't need to, I think Nola's definitely a better play. You could easily see Nola with a complete game shutout striking out eight or nine batters here, I think. I can also see him going awry just because he hasn't been great. And it's not because the Marlins are good. It's just because yeah. maybe he's pitching against himself these days, you know, 
But uh, I think he's fadeable in tournaments. But for cash games, it makes a lot of sense, like Sale and Nola. Uh, if you're playing on fan stuff, you're playing on DK, it's a nice balance of really – like you're getting – if you can handpick, you know, a couple offenses to pick on, of course the Ks aren't necessarily there for the Marlins. If you, that, that's kind of the other knock, I suppose. Uh, this Miami team, while they're not good, they don't strike out a ton. We're talking about 20.3% collectively. You know, we have some small samples. They just traded, they, they traded for Puelo. Puelo's in the lineup. He's batting fifth. They did lose uh, Cooper. Cooper's not in the lineup. They're best there the entire season. So the Marlins, worst hitting team at all in baseball or whatever, bottom two, bottom three, depending on what stat you're using, I suppose. The Giants, you know, they're holding their beer. But, uh, you know, they lost their best hitter. And, and now they have Puelo in there. They got Holiday in there. They got Rivera in there. And Rivera strikes out a good bit, too, for what it's worth. Such a slight bump as far as strikeouts. Riddle. Strikes out a ton. And you mentioned as far as the walking perspective at the top, Rojas, 5.2%. Ramirez, 3.9%. Collectively, 6.7%. They do not, uh, they do not, they don't walk a lot. Um, so, yeah. And then you talk about stepping down to Musgrove. And I thought he was unlucky as well. And I was looking at his stats. And I mean, according to the Sierra, he's, he's getting the proper results uh, this season. Uh, well, there's been some games where I guess it's hard to say. If you hit a ground ball hard, to me, that's still, you know, that's still, uh, uh, you know, getting bad up to me. I mean, you could say, no, it's been hit hard. He deserves a hit. But anything on the ground, to me, you know, seven times out of ten, it should be going to a fielder when it's not. It's just, I've, I've watched some innings where he's just, you know, uh, a lot of hard ground balls have snuck through. And you could say those are being hit hard. I still think it's a ground ball. And there's also been games where he's cruising. Like we saw, was it last time out, I believe, he cruised through four and then got beat up one inning, was knocked out. I kind of feel like that's bad luck, even though I'm at inning. He could hit hard. I almost feel like he was on his way to a gem there. What happened? But that's still a good pitcher. So, you know, I mean, what's your take on that? I'm actually curious. So a guy gives up three really hard hit singles on the ground. I think it's unlucky because they're ground balls. Do you think they're deserved because they're hit hard? Well, I mean, I, I, if, they're, if they're hit hard, they're ropes. Uh, I wouldn't say he got unlucky. Well, it's hard to hit a rope on the ground, but they're well hit ground balls. How about that? Yeah, I mean, it's probably somewhere in the middle, I suppose. But the, the other part of this, like he's pitching in Pittsburgh, he's protected by that ballpark. And, you know, speaking of being lucky or unlucky, he's got a homer in the fly ball this year of 8.3%. That's lucky. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, like as far as the bat, if you're talking about, about batting average, batting average on balls in play, uh, 295. You know, and then that's why like, the ERA this season is 487. The XFIP is 474. The Sierra is right. 473. Hard hits 39%. I mean, I also think, too, and, and I'm, I'm talking about a couple of games in particular where you give up a lot of hard-hit singles. Even if some of those balls do get through, you figure one of those balls is a double play ball, too. So I just feel like he's been a little bit unlucky in that regard. But at the same time, you know, if they're still hitting them hard, they're still hitting them hard. So maybe he hasn't been as unlucky as, as I thought he had been. But, uh, you know, there's just times where I'm watching him pick, pitch, so and I'm thinking, this is a good pitcher. Now, this is an elite pitcher. This isn't an ace by any means. But, you know, this is a good pitcher maybe even very good at times and he's got a discounted price and a pretty good matchup here. So uh, I, I'm all over Moscow tonight. I feel pretty comfortable about it. And if it's a situation where I'm loading up on bats, which I'll certainly be doing tonight in a couple of lineups, uh, Musgrove is my SV2 that I trust the most down there. And there's not very many nights where you get a guy at five, five or 11, two on fantasy draft that you feel pretty comfortable with that. I'm okay with him tonight. Well, that's the part we're probably burying the lead. We're, if he was like seven, eight, uh, or if he was like you know fifteen k on fans draft, he wouldn't be talking about him because right. he's so cheap. Uh, it's not just that he's facing San Diego, a team that strikes out a ton. There is plenty of power. I mean, this is like the ultimate boom bust team. Uh, if you look at the plate IQ, it's all green as far as the ISO and the WOBA 
and the first five hitters. There's a lot of pop there, but collectively they strike out at 25.7% outside of Machado uh, and Kinsler. They don't strike out much at all. Uh, so, and Musgrove, not a big K pitcher, 20% or so. And maybe we just want him to be better. I, mean, I know Cheese is going to be on next, and he knows more about baseball than pretty much anybody. He loved Musgrove coming into the season. I'm curious yeah. what he has to say. And uh, I, I would venture to say that, uh, not to speak for Cheese, but uh, he's going to have some Musgrove in his lineup tonight. Like that, that's just going to happen. Yeah, dollar for dollar, he's one of the top players on the board, despite the fact that he has been, uh, like Bauer, I guess, a bit of a roller coaster this season, and more, more down than, than up of late. But uh, I do think there's a good pitcher in there. Maybe he's not as good as some of us expected coming in, but I think there's a, there's a good pitcher there. And I think in the right matchup at the right price, which is what we have tonight, he's certainly playable. Anybody else that's worth a mention, worth a, worth a head nod? we got 28 dudes throwing baseball. It's actually more than that because uh, there are some openers too. But uh, I'm, I, I think the pivot, if there is – who is the pivot for you uh, off of Musgrove? If there is one, it's probably Lauer, uh, maybe. Like, But there doesn't really seem to be one. It's just a different – maybe just go a different route and play Nola. Uh, or I, I don't want to be 100% on Nola. I just – I don't fully trust him. Well, well, back tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not playing 10 or more laps. Like I said, I think if you're sticking the two, three, four, five range, I think you could play a couple Musgrove, two or three Nola, and then pick from your aces and sail Euler and Bauer. I'm like, that's my plan. So I'm not playing up to kind of look for a, another pivot and, and look at a walk or something silly like that. I, I just don't like another pivot down there. And again, not playing up laps to go that route. So I'm not the best guy to ask, perhaps. Um, anybody else playing 10 or more lineups? Uh, might have a better idea down there. But uh, like I said, if I end up playing six at the most, I'd have, uh, you know, three Nola, three Musgrove, or two Musgrove, four Nola, something to that effect. Give me a summary as far as pitchers tonight. I, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. I think we kind of laid it out. Uh, I think we're both pretty much honed in on what we want to do, right? Yeah, it's Chris Sale easily at the top. And again, uh, let's know when the lineup headquarters has told us that he's got an extreme pitchers umpire, which is even better. But when I see he was already the top guy by far, a little boost there certainly doesn't help. So it's easily sale at the top. The pivots off of him are Bauer with a slight edge to Bueller, in my opinion. Going down to the mid-tier, it's Aaron Nola. We talked about him being a roller coaster this year, but this is still a very good pitcher, maybe even a great pitcher, and he's facing the Marlins who are awful. Nola's biggest problem has been walks. Miami doesn't walk. Dean mentioned they're missing one of their better hitters. Uh, this is a great spot for Nola, so take advantage of the discounted price there. And if Nola's not enough of a discount for you, or you just want to load up in bats, Joe Musgrove is the value guy. We like the best. Uh, we think he's a good pitcher facing a San Diego lineup that strikes it a ton. Even in GPPs, it might be fun. I might try this too. You could maybe even go Nolan Musgrove. Yeah. Bats. A little scary just because we're getting off of the aces and there's a lot of them. But big upside. I think all three of Sale, Bueller, and Bauer are fantastic tonight. But if you're making five lineups, I'll certainly have one Nolan and Musgrove. I think that could be fun to build. Uh, going around a horn, give our favorite players each position in just a second. Before we do that, give me – Give me a player a player or two that you uh, might be a core play for you that you're building around as far as the sticks. Well, I think the biggest thing is the, the chalk is going to be in Texas tonight. Ronaldo Lopez has been awful other than maybe one star. The bullpen's awful. Of course, the weather's great. The hitting environment's great out there. So Shinsu Chu uh, leading off there in, uh, in Texas is going to be a, a great play tonight. He's really expensive depending on the site you're on. Uh, but this is a guy that's going to get maybe five at-bats in there. He can kind of do it all. He's stealing bases a little bit this year. He's got a little bit of pop. Love Chu tonight. And another bat that I really love, a couple really, Eddie Rosario slash Max Kepler. Uh, I like the Twins lefties a lot here. Junis isn't a guy we have to pick on, but we can attack him, especially with lefties. And it's a night where I think if we had five or six great offensive spots, we wouldn't be too concerned. But with the lack of offense, you know, we all of a sudden look at the Twins, and they've been fantastic versus right-handed pitching. 
both Rosario and Kepler mash right-handed pitching, and Junis is very hittable. So I think if you're going outside of the uh, Shinshu 2 and the, the lefties for Texas, it's the Twins lefties that I like tonight. Yeah, taking a look as far as the totals around the board, you know, 10.5 as far as Minnesota KC. Minnesota pushing six with a guaranteed nine innings versus Junis in that bullpen. Uh, Arizona, five and change. Like, all this, it's been Angels week, basically, but the Angels now have a total under five against Michael Waka, which seems kind of weird, but, you know, they're jumping to the NL. They're going to lose. Their lineup's not out just yet, but I presume that they're going to lose. Um, God, why was Otani? Uh, Otani's probably not going to crack uh, crack that lineup. Uh, there's just not a lot of big, you know, you know, Aramon Marquez we like versus the Dodgers. So, like, it's hard to love the Dodgers. Of course, they can do it. And then the Yankees last night just absolutely walloped Houston. And, you know, obviously the Yankees are back to full staff as far as their lineup. Judge, Sanchez, Gregorius, Stanton, E5. Disgusting. Uh, it's pretty uh, – It's pretty. I think like they're missing somebody, too, in that lineup. I'm staring at it, and I don't know who they're missing. But I, I feel – I felt the same way, but I keep looking at it thinking, no, I think it's right. I mean, Voight is out of the lineup, but that that's who it is. Going forward now because you've got Encarnacion DHing, and you've got – oh, yeah, then who's playing first base then? I guess that's who's missing. Voight is missing. But – and also – um. Drawing a blank now. What's his face is gone for the season there too. Um, one of their big right-handed bats there. Um, for the Yankees. Yeah. What's his face is done for the year that that hurt his. Um, Did I miss something? Yeah. I mean, um, I think I'm not thinking of Well, the chat will tell us. I have no idea who you're talking about. Somebody good? Uh, yeah, I dropped him a couple of times this year. Third baseman. Um, drawing a total blank. Anyway, I mean, I if, if no, he was healthy, he'd be in the lineup too. But again, in that case, they probably wouldn't have to trade for. Uh, for a double E there in Karnashian, but that ball up is disgusting there. All right. Uh, catcher, speaking of disgusting, uh, are, are you going to have the money? You're going to spend the funds? Oh, Hicks. Yeah, is, is, uh, Hicks is missing from that lineup. That's who it is. I'm kind of staring at it. Yeah. And why can't I think of their third baseman right now? I don't know. Andujar. Andujar. Miguel Andujar. Oh, yeah. The, the, the reigning. Uh, yeah, he just had 30 home runs last year. They're missing him, right? I mean, they, and again, they may not have traded for a say in Karnashian. If that was the case, but it's like, um, you know, they've had their whole, how they, they're just crazy, man. They're, they're almost the best record in baseball, missing Judge, DD, Stanton, and Duhar. Their pitching staff isn't what they're, I mean, it's Severino hasn't thrown a pitch all year. It's fun. I mean, this is insane what they're doing, but that, you know, I told all my friends before the season started, I think this is the year of the Yankees and not happy about it, but I figured they do well this year and, uh, it's quite impressive there, but, uh, yeah, moving to catch your story there, um, Easy team to root for, at least, right? Say again? <laughs> I was like, they're easy to root for. The it's a, it's a good, a true underdog story. They're, they're never easy to root for because of the money they spend, the way they do it. And I'm also a Jays fan, right? So AL East team, I'm not supposed to like the Red Sox or Yankees, and uh, Yankees make it easy to dislike them. But this team isn't as bad to me as in years past. But I think for me this year, and again, when the Jays are out and they've been out for a while and well, no, that's not happening. I usually jump on somebody else and cheer for Cleveland or Houston or whoever. And this year, it's fun to see the Twins do something. So I'll probably cheer for the Twins. But uh, speaking of Twins, Dean. D.J. LeMahieu, by the way. that's uh, The chat's helping us out. I, I'm staring at him. Like, oh, yeah, that's who's missing LeMahieu. That's right, too. Yes. <laughs> I missed that, too. Man, they are absolutely loaded. But uh, Catchers. What do we have to catch Yeah, speaking of the Twins, Jason Castro is my top catcher. He's batting six, uh, reasonable price tag. Uh, again, I really like the Twins lefties if we're going outside of the game in, in Texas. That's where I'm going to go here. Um, I think that Ramuto is interesting as well. I think Philly could get under overlooked a little bit here versus Alcantara. And for value, I mean, we can go to Yan Gomes, I guess, if you want to save some money. Usually we go to a guy like Jansen, but I'm not playing even against Sale here. So, you know, you could go to a guy like um, either Maldonado or 
or Yan Gomes pretty cheap here, but it's not too hard to get to a guy like Castro. I think that's a pretty reasonable price tag. It's a decent stick. He's really hit right as well. He's hitting the six hole. Castro's kind of my guy there if I got to play a catcher. The chat's giving us, giving us the business for it. Hey, look, it's Daily Fantasy Sports. We don't care about tomorrow. We don't care about the yesterday. All we care about is the Yankees line up tonight, even though we That's forgot right. like half the guys that played for them. I don't know what happened. The Mayu threw me off. I was all over the vote thing. I knew, I knew the vote was in the lineup. I wonder, I guess, so I guess Edwin Encarnacion is playing first and maybe Stanton's DHing then? I don't know, but that's a good, uh, that's a good question. Encarnacion is actually a pretty good going to be playing right. Uh, they probably have like, uh, I don't know, could Urshela play first? Or he's, he's playing third, isn't he? This doesn't matter. We don't lose. <laughs> it's funny how we're trying to figure this out. It's completely irrelevant. But uh, the point is the Yankees are healthier and absolutely loaded. And, uh, yeah, catchers. I went over them. Did you have anybody that I kind of didn't? Uh... No, you, you, hit all, you checked all the boxes for me. Uh, first base, I don't have one guy that's necessarily standing out for me. Uh, belt, you know, that, that nice positive ballpark jump for him. I don't mind him. You know, pretty reasonable price. Brave if you can get there uh, in that game in Texas for sure. Uh, CJ Crone and, and KC, I'm on that against Judas. Uh, Hoskins is still a little bit too cheap, and Goldie's pretty cheap as well. Uh, I don't know if any of these guys that kind of stand out. I feel like first base is like one of the last positions I fill out my cash games. Uh, does somebody, uh, Bray is the guy I want to get to. I just don't know if I'm going to get there, basically. Well, what's your take for, as far as first? Yeah, I'm more or less exactly on the uh, the same part as you. Nothing really stands out here. Belt's price point's nice, and, and a plus matchup, a plus ballpark, as you mentioned. And Bray is probably the guy that I want to get to the most, and we'll see how that works out. Um, certainly, I think in my Musgrove lineups, I can get there if I space some money and catcher as well. Um, I think Goldie's awful cheap. I don't really want to pick on Griffin Canning here, but CJ Crone's the guy that I will get exposure to. The price is still reasonable. Of course, we prefer him versus lefties, but Junis is hittable. Really like the Twins tonight. And of course, Junis is also backed up by a pretty weak bullpen in Kansas City. The ballpark doesn't help them, but it's warm out there. So I'm not too, too worried about that. So I guess overall, Abreu's the guy I want to get to. Crone's probably the pivot. And I wouldn't sleep on Belt if you're looking for a little bit of value. I think he's very reasonably priced. So you could always go to a guy like Guzman, too, to save a bit of money. But he's hitting eighth. He's not a great stick. And I think we're better to pay up for the guys you mentioned. <laughs> There's a comment in chat. This is wonder if these guys cut each other's hair. Is that, is that, was that reference to you and I? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Dean doesn't have any hair. I mean, I, I could I could probably trim it for him, like the Clippers or something, maybe? It's not economical, seeing that we're in different countries. but uh, That'd be an expensive haircut. I mean, I got nothing against grabbing the Clippers and helping a buddy out if he wants, but I guess the answer is no. I just got a, I got a bowl. Uh, that'll work for me, I suppose. But uh, by the way, this is something else you're not going to hear ever in the show again. Uh, Pepsi, just, you know, enjoy this moment. You were right. Uh, you know, Stanton's DHing. So I, I was E five. Edwin Encarnacion is actually playing in first base. So uh, we're going to call him E three tonight, I suppose. Well, uh, you know what? He's actually been a really good defensive first baseman. Obviously, he got the E five from his first year in Cincinnati when he made like twenty six errors. But his glove really improved in Toronto. And actually, he's fine defensively. No, he's no Justin Smoke, who's one of the better gloves. But um, Encarnacion gets a bad rap with the E five there because he's improved defensively. He doesn't want to play first base. He's lazy. He said it, but his glove's fine there. He said he's lazy. Well, he's basic mode said, I'd rather just DH. I don't really want to play defense. And, uh, yeah, that, to me, that means you're lazy. But uh, he missed it, so good for him. I was curious. Okay, so Pulos is playing tonight. I got this from Roth. Like, uh, talking to Roth in the office today. I'm name-dropping. Uh, Kevin Roth was telling me tonight they're celebrating Albert Pulos in, in St. Louis. If you guys are in, he, he used to play for the Cardinals years ago. I'm sure, you're, I, I, Apparently, this is his first time back in St. Louis, and they have a big celebration there. 
Uh, so Pujols cracked the lineup. No, no, no wild boar. And there are streets. In space of Michael Waka is terrible. So uh, there, there's another first baseman for you. And I think I feel like Pujols plays a, a good bit of DH instead of first, right? I imagine, but tonight he's going to play first. There you go. Uh, Keystone position Pepsi, second base. What do you have for me? I think the play is Runetta Door. I mean, he's just – he's been so bad. I know he's hitting seventh, but you have to love Texas tonight. I feel like all the Rangers lineup could get five at-bats in here tonight. Um, the bullpen, of course, behind Lopez is awful as well, just as bad as he is. And uh, I think Odor is the play. I think I prefer Danny Santana. We could also play him in the outfield, of course, um, in the two-hole, but he's really expensive. So I, I think Odor, for the most part, especially in FanDuel, where you're, uh, where you're, um, you know, you, you uh, have a bit of a value play there at second base and Odor as well. I think that's probably the play for your cast game builds. Of course, in fantasy draft, we don't have to play any of these guys at second base. It's all about the infield, which is fun over there. But yeah, I think it's Odor on DK and FanDuel to make it work in cash. Even your GPPs are going to have a few of them. I want to get to Santana, and uh, I'm trying to think that I have another guy right there now, Yomer Sanchez. If you're looking for value, you know, the White Sox are probably going to be popular too, and for good reason. Gerardo is uh, a little overrated, I think. Texas bullpen we know is not very good. Again, the hitting environment there, the weather, et cetera. Uh, Yomer Sanchez is probably your value play if for whatever reason you can't get up to a guy like Odor or Santana. I don't even mind that in cash. If you wanted to go with, like, Sale and Nola, you go cheap at catcher, or if you wanted to get to Castro a catcher and go to Sanchez a second, I don't hate it because second base is not a position I'm in love with, but I think Santana's the best play, and that's not saying a whole lot. He's expensive, though, Pepsi. We don't know a salary cap. I don't, I don't think I can I get know. there. Well, that's uh, why I talked about Sanchez and Odor, Dean. I know. Uh, what about, speaking of, I don't want to pick on James Paxton. What about the old Dominion of second base and uh, Jose El That's, interesting. that's He's interesting. super cheap. Yeah, where he's cheap, which isn't really the case everywhere, but I mean, where he's cheap, that's interesting because Paxton hasn't been Paxton of late. So that's an interesting play in it. And I may do a lineup with Altuve in there as well. Uh, it's a spot where I really want to get as much exposure to Texas and Chicago as I can because, again, Odor and Sanchez are cheap. But um, Altuve is certainly interesting. What I, you know, I'm going to look this up right now as we speak here. Do you know what the BVP is like? This is a situation where Hopefully. I dig into the B, BVP just because I feel like Paxton's not a guy I want to, um, you know, pick on, even though he hasn't the same. But yeah, so 28 bats, nine hits, one double, two dongs, four walks, six uh, six strikeouts. He swiped the bag against him. He's got caught stealing as well too. Batting 321, uh, a woba of 420 against Paxton. Oh. That's solid then. I mean, Altuve masses all the lefties. So, yeah, I don't mind that at all, actually. I might end up with a little more Altuve than I originally thought here. But um, it's tough to pick on. But if you're going to do it with any Houston bat, it's certainly Altuve at that price. Yeah, I mean, the book says you're not supposed to play like guys like batting seventh at home in cash games, especially when they're not cheap. And But, like, Odor does make sense. They have a team total over six. He's so boom bust. But you're also not supposed to be necessarily conservative in your cash games either. Like, not – that, that's kind of my approach these days. I'm just kind of going for the homers, and Odor is definitely a guy. You know, it's been, I would say, an up-and-down season, mostly down, but he's flashed some power, and Ronaldo Lopez is certainly vulnerable, as well as that bullpen. And it's not an accident. They have a team total of six, despite the fact that they are, uh, you know, not even guaranteed that ninth inning. It's a big number. Uh, and if Odor is a homer in the first inning, a homer in the second inning, that's perfectly fine. We'll take it either way. Yomer Sanchez is super cheap. You just want access to that game. You know, you got a team total over five as far as the White Sox. He's not a particularly great sticks, but – you know, Gerardo's worth picking on. And uh, again, he is cheap. Otherwise, um, really that's deep. second. Really? You, now you're talking about Yomer Sanchez because I didn't just spend 30 seconds talking about Yomer Sanchez. 
I was reading the chat when you talked about your horse. You were always reading the chat when I'm talking to it. What a waste of the chat. There was something funny in the chat. So it made me laugh. Okay. All right. I'll let you off the hook there. If you tell me this, what did I miss with Travis Shaw's worst tag in history? Apparently did he do some kind of phantom tag and this one? I, I missed that. I did not see that. So I'm yeah. not aware of it. So neither one of us caught it. Okay. So we don't, uh, we need some information. Maybe I'll check it out after the show, but I thought maybe you caught something I missed. No, I, unfortunately, I did. Miss, I missed that. So I can't. I'm still on the hook, apparently. You did not let me off the hook. I'm still on it. Uh, hot corner, third base. What do you have for me? Yeah, third base. Uh, you end on caught is the guy that I love. We haven't really talked a lot about the White Sox in general, but I think they're going to be fairly popular tonight. You know, they're fairly reasonably priced to chief industry wide. We can certainly pick on Arar on that bullpen, as I mentioned, that ballpark and, and et cetera. So Moncada is the guy I like. As Drew Cabrera has been suspended, but he appealed. He's playing tonight. I really like Cabrera. And where he's cheap or reasonably priced, I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him in the six hole tonight. I love Cabrera tonight. Again, the Texas lefties. And Miguel Sano is the one kind of wild card that, you know, I don't think a lot of guys are going to play. I like him as well. Bat and six in that lineup. He usually gets overlooked with all the twins because, you know, you're on the Kepler, Cruz, Rosario, and whatnot. Polanco leading off. I think that Sano gets overlooked. So Mercado's the top guy. Cabrera's my favorite overall play just because of, you know, obviously price is a thing in DFS. And if you're looking for that contrarian pivot, I think it's Miguel Sano for me. Yeah, and he's kind of like Odor, basically, as far as the boom-bust perspective with home run potential. Uh, don't mind him either, but I do agree. Uh, I'm with you as far as Moncada or Cabrera. That's kind of my targets. That's what I'm hoping for, hoping to land out in cash. Don't want to pick on Matt Boyd, but Jose Ramirez is really, really cheap for what it's worth, so uh, not going to discourage it necessarily. He's in play. Uh, don't mind Eulani or Suarez versus Chase Anderson. I know we like him against lefties, but uh, I like that ballpark, so – and he's, he's, again, pretty economical. No issues with that. Um, that's basically third, right? Is there anything else that's worth saying here? No, I mean, that's all I'm playing. And, again, I'm not doing 10-plus lineups. So I'm going to have a lot of shares of Moncada and Cabrera. I'm definitely going to get one of Sano. That's probably what I'm good at. Again, if I'm building five or six lineups, that's, that's, that's enough for me, I think. I'll, let's say I'm doing six lineups. I'll probably go three Moncada, two Cabrera, or vice versa, and one Sano. That's probably what I'm leaning with. You have a general thought on the on the D backs versus the shark. Yeah, I think I got them down as an interesting pivot stack. So we're not really talking about them, but I think that the shark on the road is always a possibility to get blown up. Um, yeah, so one of my sneaky stacks is Arizona. I got another one for you as well, which we'll get to when we talk about stacks. But yeah, I like Arizona a little bit with those lefty bats. Yeah, I want to pick on some margin. I, I presume once again we keep talking about it. Arizona hates their fans. They they refuse to pay for air condition when it's 100 degrees outside. Open the roof. Let's save some money. Let's be economical. Um, all right, let's jump back to shortstop, Pepsi. What do you have for me? Yeah, shortstop's interesting. Uh, Elvis Andrews is a guy, again, that I also think it's overlooked in DFS. I love Elvis Andrews tonight, batting the three-hole. Um, not a lefty necessarily, obviously, but it doesn't matter to me. I love Andrews. Got jack-in-a-bag potential, as does Moncada, which we talked about earlier. Uh, other than that, it's Jorge Polanco again for me. A lot of guys don't pay up for Polanco because he's expensive, but I like Polanco there. And for value, I mean, we don't necessarily want to pick on Peacock, but Didi Gregorius is sitting in the three-hole. Mm-hmm. He's got tons of thump around him. Um, you know, he's got the splits in his favor here. I like Didi as much as I like Altuve, that they're both, you know, pretty cheap and underpriced, really. So I think they're interesting pivots off of the Texas-Minnesota bats that I continue to talk about. And also, too, we talked about Brandon Belt at first base, and some of these Giants are pretty cheap. Brandon Crawford's awful cheap as well. I just, you know, they're on the road, you know, the extra bats there, the upgrade of ballparks there, a very hittable pitcher. If you're looking for value, I don't mind some of these Giants bats either. Yeah, Taylor Clark is nothing special. Um, 
VR, I, I suspect he'll lead off against Mike Leake. He might get five ABs, you know. Uh, he's got nobody hitting around him, so you kind of need that Pedro Serrano type, a guy that can do it himself. And he's always a, you know, he's got Jack in the bag potential. He can swipe a bag. He's got some pop there. Uh, and he should get that fifth and bat, assuming Mike Leake's not completely dominant. Uh, don't mind him. Uh, that's basically it for shortstop. But we're, you know, we're in agreement. But we, we didn't talk today at all, Pepsi, but we're basically on the same page, it sounds like. Well, we do uh, cut each other's hair, so we're pretty in sync. <laughs> well, I put my I put my uh, earbuds in. I don't want to have a conversation when we get my ears cut. So, like, I just don't want to talk. Uh, that's what's going down. <laughs> what are, are they but, saying? We have the same haircut. Is that the suggestion? You put earbuds in when you get your haircut for real? No, I was just making a joke because that's why we wouldn't communicate. When we, we give, of oh, course, otherwise, I, we I'd like talk. Put your earbuds in when I start talking about players in DFS, and that's why you come back and talk about the same players. That I can confirm. <laughs> or I'm reading, I'm reading a chat, you know. Look, Pepsi, I'm here for the people. I'm here for the chat. And I apologize if I can't. Well, the problem with you saying that is that if you're going to repeat the same things, then they're, they're missing out on time with, uh, you know, RG Premium, some questions. I mean, you're, you're wasting their time. I talk about the same player I talk some about. Some things you got to reiterate. You got to really bring the point home. I'll give it to you. I'll give that to you. <laughs> uh, Bregman a little bit priced down, too, uh, against James Paxson. Again, don't really want to pick on James Paxson. And we didn't really talk about Paxton when it comes to pitching, but I think he's in the conversation of a you know tournament pivots. Maybe he's an interesting pivot off of a guy like Nola. I suspect his ownership would be less. We'll check that out in the screen share in a second as far as uh, what our ownership is projected as, as, uh, as of now. Obviously, it changes throughout the day. The closer and closer we get to lock, the more accurate it becomes. Uh, Pepsi, the outfield, is it loaded once again or what? I mean, it's not as loaded as usual because, again, a lot of pitching in the slate, but all the Texas bats. Choose your player, top play. Uh, Mazzaro, Santana, Calhoun, all the Texas bats are good. I love the, the Minnesota Twins again. Again, it, it's more about the fact that they're a good offense versus a hittable pitcher than I am in love with it overall. But the Rosario, Kepler, Cruz, I think they're great plays. Both Harper and Trout can get overlooked again tonight. Trout was pretty popular all week in Toronto. He might get overlooked tonight. Same with Harper, who's just not swinging the bat real well. But the Phillies versus Alcantara at home, I like that. And for value, Charlie Tice, Tilson, sorry. Uh, Tilson's leading off. He's dirt cheap. Is he the best stick? No, but he could get five at-bats on the road, um, and he'll easily pay that salary off with a couple of hits tonight. I think he gets there. He's got some speed, too. Uh, that's one thing. That's another way he can get there. Uh, like you said, not the greatest stick in the world, but uh, there are some wheels. So he, uh, he can turn a walk into, like, a triple or however you have scoring there. Uh, anybody else that's worth a mention in the app? I want to I see if he – like I said, I want to – Let's let's be here for the people. Let's let's knock out all their questions, as many questions as possible. Have loaded up. Obviously, once again, if you guys aren't aware, crunch time is free. Uh, not sure if you're going to get your question answered in crunch time. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. They not, they not they try to get in as many as possible. You got one cheese is good. You got JSU. You got Kevin Roth coming at you six fifteen on the East Coast. Uh, start loading up those questions as we jump to uh, you know Pepsi. Give me give me your favorite stacks tonight and three dudes that are going to home. All right, Texas is my number one stock. I think Minnesota is my number two. White Sox are certainly up there as well in that game. That's no surprise. We mentioned Arizona being a sneaky stack. I also like the Phillies. I think at home versus Alcantara is an interesting way to go too. So Philly and Arizona are kind of off the board stacks. Home runs in the high tier, uh, Max Kepler. Mid-tier, Bryce Harper. Getting a reasonable price tag on Harper. Yeah. And for value, I'm going to go with Odor. I know he's booming Bussman awful, but he can still steal a bag. He can hit a home run. I'm going to say Odor does it in the value tier. All right. Uh, we're going to screen share the lineup HQ, the lineup headquarters, as you like to call it, Pepsi. So feel free to play along at home and pull it up with me. Uh, we have uh, the K-props. You know, obviously, we're talking about Chris Sale. 
nine and a half is the K prop. You make the call. You got to make the wager. You've been over or under nine and a half Ks today for one Chris Sale against your Toronto Blue Jays. That's a great number. I'm going to go over. Yeah, I would. I'd be very nervous betting the under in that. I just think he crushes those guys. Uh, Bauer, what about Bauer eight and a half versus Detroit? Ooh, I want to say he goes over tonight too. But if I had to bet, I had to bet I'd go under just because he's been inconsistent. But I have a feeling that he's going to do better than that. I really like him tonight. I think this is a big blow up night for him. Let me ask you this: a uh, bunch of guys have six and a half Ks as far as their K prop. That's Boyd. That's Bueller. Strasburg. Nola. Aramon Marquez, who has the most strikeouts of that bunch? Strasburg, Boyd, Marquez, and Bueller. I'm going to say Bueller. And Nola, that changes things. Yeah, no, I'll stick with Bueller in that group for sure, especially if Arenado's out. Ownership percentage, does this surprise you? Who do, who do you think is the most popular guy as of right now, according to our projections from a pitching perspective? Oh, I think it's got to be Sale. It's not Sale. We live in the world of a salary cap. Oh, I'm actually Nola. Yeah, sorry, Nola's guy, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Nola's the most popular with sales second as, you know, we're just telling you the chalk, I guess, but that's, you know, that's what makes the most sense. That's what you do probably in your cash games. You can definitely pivot in tournaments. Uh, Bowers next up at 25%. Obviously this is a, again, this is fluid. These numbers, they will change all at the lock and get more and more solid. Then there's Paxton. Paxton. Well, I guess Paxton's cheap. So uh, yeah. that number seemed a little higher than I thought. Yeah. 13% on Joe Musgrove. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have some Joe Musgrove. I'm not going to feel good about it, but it's going to happen because, you know, yep. he helps you get in some sticks you like. Uh, we touched on Bueller. There's, yeah, Boyd and Strasburg are kind of in the mix too. And, you know, uh, Strasburg, I just don't like that matchup there against Atlanta. It just scares me. And for sure, you can get it done, but it's not, it's not the clean route. It's not, it's, it's the scenic route more so than the direct route. You know, Surrey's not going to send you that way, but can he get there for sure? <laughs> anybody else that's worth a mention as far as the pitchers as far as ownership or we can take a pivot and see uh let's check out what the core plays are how about that you want let's see the pitching core well look at that cheese is good his core plays as far as pitchers it's nola and it's sale that makes a lot of sense uh, yeah no surprise there noto throws musgrove into the conversation squirrel patrol as far as tournaments well we got Aramon marquez we got walker bueller uh we got bauer and paxton and mr tuttle for salary relief Let's see. He added a couple guys that, uh, you know, <laughs> there is salary relief there. I'm not playing Waka, but uh, all right. Well, I mean, yeah. the Angels aren't an opposing offense to lose the DH pitcher. I mean, Waka could get a quality start, I guess, but uh, I think I paid extra thousand to get to Musgrove. I agree with you there, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a pivot. It's a pivot off of uh, Musgrove. If he gets beat up, Waka's a little cheaper. He's not awful. He's just close. Well, I mean, Walker doesn't strike anybody out, and the Angels don't strike out. So, like, what am I doing here? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at a quality start where you get a couple of Ks, I guess. I mean, that's you know, he's not going to get beat up, maybe. But, yeah, I'm with you. It must grow with those strike-up potentials, a better play. But you're just trying to have a pivot off of him, or you think Musgrove might get beat up by San Diego, and you're just looking for a pitcher that gets by. I can see a path where Walker gets by, but I'm with you. In my five or six lineups, they won't have Walker. Questions are loading up here in the chat. Pepsi is uh, checking out. Want to see if you kind of missed any names. Did we mention Peralta? I know I didn't mention Peralta. Did you mention, I, I like Peralta, but didn't mean to ignore him. Yeah, I talked a little bit about the lefty Arizona bats being a, a decent stack versus Sharp, but I didn't actually uh, zone into any particular hitter. Yeah, just kind of see uh, Polanco. Obviously, you talked about it. He's my ideal shortstop if I can get there. Uh, see who Squirrel Patrol likes for tournaments. Yeah, what are we doing with Keiko? Like, are we picking on him? Because traditionally, I don't pick on Keiko. It's just always ground balls but like Rendon's overpriced and 
uh, doesn't make a lot of sense, but he's, you know, ridiculous power historically against lefties and quote unquote, nobody's going to own him. It's a 14 game slate. Uh, Vogelbach, though, he didn't mention Seattle, a uh, team girth member, CEO, uh, Vogelbach against it's a Baltimore bullpen game. Like that's a recipe for disaster. If Seattle actually was good, but they're not, but Vogelbach and bang went out. I think he's super interesting for tournaments. Uh, any thoughts as far as these guys? I'm not sure if you have a pulled up in front of you. Stanton's pretty cheap. Aaron Judge. I'm just looking at uh, Keiko's minor league numbers. He was pretty good in the minors. So starting with the first question about Keiko, uh, I don't have a reason to pick on him. The, the bullpen, obviously, for Atlanta is fine as well. So uh, I see a lot of people talking about Washington. It's interesting because Keiko, you know, of course, didn't pitch a lot. But, I mean, he's the kind of guy that rarely gets knocked around too much with his control. And if he'd been off in the minors a little bit, I would have suggested that you could pick on him. But it looks like in 14 innings, he had a K to walk ratio of 13 to 2. So typical Keiko, almost at a K per inning, not walking anybody. I don't really see a reason here, Dean, that we need to go to Washington. But again, on a big slate like this, 14 games and not a lot of offense to be had, sometimes it's going off the board that wins it. So I wouldn't say to you, don't play Washington. I'll just tell you that not one of my top five stacks. Yeah, uh, it's hard to get there. Uh, Nola or Sale, if you had to choose, I feel like this is probably like a Fandle cash question. I, that, I'm just guessing that's why they're asking that, because obviously the, okay. the prices are different. I'll say this. If you can get to Sale and you're comfortable with your cash game lineup, that's the play. If you get to sale and you put a bunch of guys in and you hate your lineup, you just don't like it at all, it's no fun, doesn't work for you, maybe the upside's not there in bats in your opinion, I'm perfectly fine with Nola. I think Nola's fine in cash. I think he'd be the chalk cash most nights at this price in this matchup. But uh, I'm kind of with Dean the fact that I think sale is a big game. I'm thinking seven innings, 10Ks for sure. Um, so I don't really want to miss out on that. But, yeah, Nola's perfectly fine if you prefer bats. I'm doing what I can to get sale. And I think there is a couple cheap guys to kind of make it work. And we talked about Tilson. Uh, Cave made the lineup for Minnesota. He's another punt if you want to make that work. Uh, Freeman versus Betts. I mean, we didn't really talk about, uh, you know, too much about Boston here. I, I don't want to pick on Thornton necessarily, but it's still a Boston home, bad bullpen. It's easily Betts in that matchup. I'm not picking on Strasburg, but uh, – you know, Boston could be a little sneaky tonight, but I'm not really on them because I think Thornton will pitch well. But I think if most people are kind of, you know, saying Boston's not going to do a whole lot, maybe I should get a Boston stack in there because they can always go off at home. But what are your thoughts there? I mean, Thornton's not a guy I have to pick on, but, I mean, he's not elite by any means. The Boston offense is, and we know that Toronto bullpen's awful. Well, it's funny because there's a question that just comes a couple afterwards, and it says, like, rank the Boston uh... – the outfielders there. And I was looking at this earlier today and Thornton's actually been pretty good yeah. uh, against righties. His splits have been pretty dramatic. And if you fire him up versus uh versus righties, he's got a Woba of 291. He's got an ISO of 109, you know, the K's, whatever. He's not striking him out so much, 23%, 25% as far as lefties. And it's not a huge sample, but it's a sample we have because he hasn't been around that long, but lefties have banged him around 242 as far as an ISO 365, as far as a Woba. So, uh, you know, you can always play J.D. Martinez. You can always play Betts, but this is not like a situation that pops for me. Yeah, and if you could say, well, Ben Benintendi's the play, Ben. Remember that Ben Benintendi's not the best power hitter of those three, obviously, and uh, Boston doesn't play well for left-handed power. So and Ben Benintendi does hit the ball all fields, which is nice, but, you know, you're not too intrigued to, to get to him either. I think it's a situation where you stack the Red Sox or you fade the Red Sox. I mean, it is still a big number, almost six as far as the total for what it's worth. Uh, Willie Calhoun or the aforementioned Ben Benintendi? Benintendi. I'll take Calhoun. I just, I like those Texas lefties a lot more like the Red Sox tonight. Chu or Rosario? I'll take Chu. Ooh, I love them both, but uh, Chu is probably the top play, especially for cash in terms of getting you those points, you know, walk, a couple of hits, a couple of runs scored, you have that sort of thing. 
Uh, I think Rosario's the bigger GPP play if you're looking for that double homer game. But I think she's the better play overall. You guys like any Dodgers today? Uh, I hope they're very quiet. I'm not picking on uh, Aramon Marquez. I'm not going to discourage. I mean, you can always play Bellinger. Nobody's going to own him today. Uh, you know, and we didn't talk about Trout. You can always play Trout, by the way. Like that's something that just kind of goes without saying. Uh, I'm I'm not honing in in the Dodgers. How about yourself? No, no, I'm not picking on uh, Herman Marquez. Uh, I rarely pick on him at home. I'm not doing it in Dodger Stadium. Uh, would you pay for Lindor? No, not tonight. I mean, he hasn't hit lefties as well this year either, but in the past, this guy's been a lefty masher, but I don't need to pick on Boyd whatsoever. So, um, no, I got no reason to pay up for Lindor tonight. I mean, that shortstop, like I said, I love Moncada, Cabrera, or sorry, uh, shortstop, I like Andrews and Polanco a lot, and you got Didi pretty cheap. I don't I don't have a reason to go to Lindor. So again, this could be one of those slates, though, where Cleveland goes off. You, you don't know. Somebody, one of these good pitches is going to get beat up, but I'm not paying up for Lindor, no. Harper or Martinez, I presume it's J.D.? That's Harper for me. I got him in my mid-tier to hit a home run tonight. And again, I kind of think the Phillies versus Alcantara sneaky. Holt versus Odor. Holt moved up in the lineup for what it's worth. Devers is not playing. But it's still Odor, right? It's still definitely Odor. Though I do like Holt. I know Dean gets on me a little bit. I play a little bit of Brock Holt. I like him as a value play when I'm on the Red Sox. Um, in general, and Dean bugs me a lot about playing Holt. But it, it's definitely Odor here. Bug you a lot about one. We don't have time. To, and when, when I'm getting my hair cut, I'm always yelling at, at <laughs> uh, Brock Holt. Uh, what do we think about Joe Musgrove? Even if it's clear, but maybe somebody joined us late. Thoughts on Musgrove? Yeah, I mean, again, he's been up and down the season, started well, hasn't been well lately. Uh, I feel like he's been a little unlucky. Dean dug in a lot, the numbers a little more, suggesting that he hasn't, but I'm, but I'm going more on the, the optical part here where I've been watching games where I feel like he's doing well and it kind of falls apart. So the price point is excellent. The ballpark is good. San Diego does strike up the most in baseball versus righty. So the potential is here, and I do believe Musgrove is a good pitcher. Elite? No, but a good pitcher. So I'm on board here tonight because of the price point and the strike of potential. Um, so, yes, I like Musgrove tonight. Uh, we did not talk about Martin Perez. There's no uh, – Adabarth Amadesi, of course, is not there for Casey. He went in the IL. Not a good lineup. Pitching's really strong today. I guess he could be fine. Your thoughts as far as Martin Perez? Yeah, not on my radar tonight. I haven't really been on him all season long. I know he's improved a little bit, but we've seen him regress as well lately. Um yeah, he's just, he's just kind of a no-man's land. I can get up to Aaron Noah fairly easily from him, and I, I like that matchup a lot better. And Noah's a much better pitcher, let's be honest. He's facing Miami. You know, unless you're doing 20, 30 lineups and you want to get off of Noah, sure, I'm okay with Perez. The matchup's fine. But if you're playing only a handful of lineups, I think you definitely got to get to Nola. And I even like the price point better on Musgrove as well than I do on Perez. You're getting a much better discount, and you might get a similar game. Uh, I saw a question. Odds Dan Strelly pitches tonight. Zero percent. He's on the IL. Or I think he got DFA'd, actually. That's him. When Baltimore DFA's you, by the way, <laughs> you're, you're not good enough for Baltimore's bullpen, and he was getting shellacked. Um, it's, it might be the end of the road for Strelly, but good. I mean, good for him. He made himself a, a fine career. But, yeah, the zero percent. He's not going to pitch tonight, unfortunately. Uh, how about Voigt for a pinch at homer? That seems like a terrible idea. Otani? I don't think Otani's playing, right? Otani's not playing. No. Um, we're not finishing strong here. Harper or Mazzara? That's interesting. Mazzara cash, Harper GPPs. How do you feel about the Giants? Ugh. Well, I mentioned them a little bit. Where are you looking for value? Like, you know, uh, Brennan Belt's probably too cheap. Again, plus matchup on the road here in a good ballpark. Uh, Brennan Crawford, he was hitting five or six at shortstop. Pretty good discount. I don't mind either of those two. And I guess Panic, where he's cheap leading off. You know, you could have those guys hitting one, three, and five or six. So 
I don't mind though. I'm certainly not stacking the Giants, but again, where you need to value if you need it at second base, first base, or shortstop, I'm perfectly fine with the Giants lefty. Cash, Goldie Altuve versus Belt and Panic. I'm going, geez, I like Belt and Panic there a little bit. I'm still going Goldie Altuve. These are elite hitters. Any love for the Brewers stack? I, I think Sandy Gray's pretty good, so no. Uh, I'm not really playing many Brewers. If any, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm not doing enough laps to go there, but there's some merit to it. Sonny Gray has been very good, but uh, Brewers at home versus righties, that's always in play. So I think that's interesting to be trying to be different. But again, in my five or six lineups, I won't be touching Milwaukee. Give me your top two stacks. Again, they're, they're asking for a repeat and summarize the slate, if you don't mind, before we step aside and get out of here. Texas is one. I think Minnesota is two for me just because I think they're less popular than a team like the White Sox who come in third. Uh, a couple of sneaky stacks. We talked about Philadelphia and Arizona. Uh, in terms of the slate, man, it's all about pitching. Chris Sale is easily the top arm. And don't forget, extreme pitches umpire. That'll help him as well. So I love Sale. If you're getting off Sale, it's Bauer slightly ahead of Bueller. Heading to the mid-tier, we love Aaron Nola. That's your SB2 tonight. Uh, if you want a little more savings in your SB2, it's Joe Musgrove. And in terms of bats, again, we talked about Texas is the top draw tonight. That's the best spot for hitting. And, uh, again, Minnesota to me is kind of that uh, other popular spot that may not see as many uh, as much exposure as the White Sox in Texas. I mentioned Philly and Arizona, Dean. Do you have a sneaky stack for us? Um, I will put it in the chat for the people. How about that? that that's what I'm going to do because we're running late and I didn't have one at the top of my head. And I, had, <laughs> I was already thinking of my side off. And, like, again, if – uh, there was a bunch of questions there today. We may have neglected a, a couple. I apologize. Uh, but you can ask it on Crunch Time. If you don't have premium, if you have premium, Crunch Time is free. So fire your question to Crunch Time. He's Pepsi. I'm Dean. Stay tuned for Crunch Time. I'm out of here. Holler! The Fantasy Bar is open. Yes, it's that time again for another Daily Fantasy Six-Pack here on Roto-Grinders. I'm Grant Niefer, filling in for Chris this week. You've had me Monday. Didn't think things go too well. Tuesday, things went fantastic. Today, let's try and repeat Tuesday. Got six players for you today using DK pricing. Got a catcher, first base, third base, some outfielders, and a cheap starting pitcher here. All of them fairly cheap outside of my beast of the ninth, so stay tuned for that. All right, let's get to my first player, catcher, Stephen Vogt, 3,700. All right, now Stephen Vogt is going up against a not very good pitcher in Clark. He has been bad all season long, and he has been even worse against lefties. Has pretty big splits, and they're going to be playing over in Arizona. The Dome is going to be open, and it is going to be 100 degrees there. Vogt this season, 203 ISO, 340 Woba versus right-handed pitching. He's a high K hitter going up against a low K pitcher. So the ball's going to be put in play and it's hot there with a 58.5% fly ball rate for vote there. He's got a good shot at hitting a bomb. There. He should be in the lineup today going against a righty and he's just too darn cheap considering his upside. Throw him in. Next up, we have first baseman Brandon Belt, 4,000. All right, similar situation. He's going up against Clark and Clark is not very good and he's especially bad versus lefties. Clark, 41.2% fly ball rate and 39.2% hard hit rate versus lefties. That is not very good. The dome is open, as I said, and it's going to be hot. Belt, a very underrated hitter. 
This year, 247 ISO, 373 Woba. May not seem like great numbers, but you have to realize half of his games are being played over in San Francisco. He's much better than that. Look at his road numbers. Look at him when he's in a good stadium and you target him because his price is lower than it should be. 4K, way too cheap for him. Just throw him in at lower ownership than he should have. Move on. Next up, we have my third player, third baseman, Eugene Suarez, 4,100. All right, so Suarez is in a pretty good situation here playing over in Milwaukee. It's better for lefties than righties, but Anderson, one of the biggest reverse splits guys in the league, does not throw slider, relies way too much on his changeup, which is not good going up against righties. Can get taken out of the park real quick. Anderson, 54% hard hit rate versus righties. Suarez, 46.9% hard hitting versus right-handed pitching. It's a perfect situation for a low-owned bomb here. 4,100 gives you a little bit of savings, and Suarez is a very good hitter. Perfect spot for him here. Yes, Anderson strikes guys out at a decent clip, and yes, Suarez strikes out at a decent clip, but I don't care. This price tag's too cheap. Throw him in the lineup. Next up, we have my fourth bat, outfielder, Willie Calhoun, 4,500. Now, this guy's a little bit more expensive than the other guys, but he is in a fantastic spot today. Perfect hitting conditions over in Arlington. It's going to be mid-90s. It's going to be humid. The wind's blowing in for right, creating that funnel. The ball is going to be flying out of that park. It's perfect conditions. Even if, I don't even know how much the wind affects it anymore, but 95 and humid is all you really have to say. Willie Calhoun been crushing it since he's been called up this year. 333 ISO. Force 87 Woba versus right-handed pitching. Again, perfect hitting conditions, and Lopez is a big splits guy. So Calhoun's 4% K rate, gonna go up, but Lopez is not very good at striking out lefties. He has to rely more on his changeup, less on his good slider here, so he can get crushed by lefties. Calhoun's got the power, should be batting in the middle of the lineup, and again, it's Arlington and it's hot. All right, next up, we have a pitcher for you. Starting pitcher, Joe Musgrove, 5,500. All right, I hate I hate Musgrove. I hate playing with Musgrove. It has not paid off well for most of the season, but he's got a perfect spot today for GPPs. Only 5,500, 22.5% K rate versus righties. 26.6% projected K rate in the Padres lineup. All of them have power, but all of them strike out at a huge clip. And this is perfect for Musgrove since he needs a little bit more strikeout upside. They'll let him go later in the game if he's pitching well. And it's over in Pittsburgh, so the power is less of a concern. One of the best ballparks for containing home runs. Musgrove, 142 ISO, 293 Woba versus righties this year. It's a big enough sample size at this point. You can tell he's got big splits, and he is much better versus righties. Throw him in there. It may turn out terribly, but if you want some upside and you need to save some salary to get some bats musgrove's the way to go all right last up we have my beast of the night but before we get to that don't forget to like and subscribe over on youtube it lets you know when these videos comes out and it helps us out so like over there and let me know what your beast of the night is probably going to be the same as mine because he is going to be everyone's doesn't matter he's fantastic now my beast of the night outfielder mike trout 5,800. Now, I'm pretty sure everyone could have seen this coming. It's Mike Trout, and it's in good hitting conditions here. It's going to be over in St. Louis. Not the best ballpark, but not bad. And it's going to be 80 and very humid. A little bit of a rain worry, but I don't think it's going to get postponed. I don't think there's a chance of that, and Roth will let you know. But Mike Trout is fantastic. He's the best hitter in the league. Hot a little bit lately. 
He has been crushing the ball. Just had two bombs the other night, including Grand Slam in Waka. 433 Woba, 299 ISO versus righties. Like Chase Anderson, one of the biggest reverse splits guys in the league so far this year. Just cannot get a righty out, and Mike Trout is the best righty there is, and it's not really debatable right now. Just throw him in, eat the ownership. You can pair him with Musgrove to save some salary, but Mike Trout is my beast of the night. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Don't worry, Chris will be back next week. You only got stuck with me for this week, but let's crush it on this Friday, guys. Enjoy your weekend. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. up welcome to crunch time it is the best of all the crunch times it is a friday crunch time and we got a little three-man booth we got cheese is good we got jsu starting with you cheese how are you doing great uh yeah my my uh my dfs sites keep rolling in i got you know we got DraftKings and FanDuel earlier this week just 20 minutes ago got an email from fantasy draft they are back in alabama so it's all it's all looking up man i, I just your life is is just so different now i'm so happy for you man Good times. Yeah. And then we get to JSU. You, you have never had to drive two hours to play DFS, but uh, you're here anyways. No. Oh, my God. That'd be the worst. I, I don't even know what I'd, I'd move. I, I wouldn't even drive. I'd just move. Yeah, you have to respect the cheese grind. Like, how long uh, did you do that for? Three. That's amazing. Three years, I guess it was. That's, that's pretty impressive. By the way, special shout out right now to all the, the people who are watching that are not usually – uh, free, they're not usually Crunch Time members. It is a free Crunch Time show. 
So we're going to have a bajillion more people than we usually have. And I'm sure they're all here for my weather, right? Plutko Palumbo. Yeah. Plutko Palumbo. <laughs> uh, I, think if, I think we should impress the people right off the bat. We'll do a little radar share. We'll show them how great the technology is here on Crunch Time, and it will blow their minds. All right. And okay. here we go. Well, I have requested uh, authority, and I think we pull up a little, uh, little Bush Stadium here, and we talk about what's going on. What do you want here? You want hitters? You want pitchers? You want it all? You want a little Pujols? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a little bit of GPP pitcher interest and some hitter interest on both sides. Well, I'm not sure if uh, you need to be a meteorologist to break this one down, but all of that rain, and it was a lot of rain, but it's all clearing out. So that's kicking on out. It's going to be dry in 30 minutes. My only minor concern is that the field was flooded because it was a ton of rain. But we've got plenty of time for them to be like, hey, the rain's going to stop. They can go out, look at the field. They can figure it out. I see no reason why you fade this in any format whatsoever. You, you just straight up, you play it in St. Louis. Uh, we'll go to Kaufman here where I doubt there's anything currently on radar, but we could see. Yeah, it looks good for now, but it wouldn't shock me to see like a few little pop-ups here and there. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little storm fires over the ballpark and you get a delay. You want pitchers there? No, that's just for bats. Good. Absolutely stick with bats. And if, if you do happen to want pitchers, stick with it too. The chance of a delay is really low. Uh, I also believe it's, it's hot, it's humid, and the winds are blowing out in uh, Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. I can double-check that. Uh, so those two look good. The only other thing is Boston, where it's just kind of like a it's an ugly day. It's cloudy. It's gray. There's a little bit of rain. It's not enough rain to cause any issues. Like, there's rain. They could see some sprinkles. They could see some showers. But all the heavy stuff's going to stay out here. They'll just get maybe some of this light stuff that you're seeing. They'll play through whatever they end up getting. It's very minimal. There's no reason to fade whatever it is you've got. So stick with that one. And uh, that, that's pretty much it for the weather spiel. All right. That Boston game is uh, Chris Sale as kind of the main pitcher. So that is uh, good to hear. I, I really don't expect a delay here. There's every single model is like, yes, there will be rain, but it, there will not be enough rain to cause a delay. So I think they just play through whatever they get. Perfect. Okay. You want to take this thing back and we'll give the people some incredible advice. Taking it back. With our technology. Everyone's not realizing that we started uh, five minutes early. So yeah. Luckily, this like of the last week, this was the best day, like weather-wise. So, um, like you've you've had a rough week, and thankfully, it's it's not so much uh, to worry about today. Yeah, she she just doesn't want to hear you talk about the weather. Don't let him fool you. I don't blame uh, him after this week. I don't <laughs> it's, been, it's been rough, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, it's, it's worked out. I mean, you've you've said it right, and it's it's worked yeah. out. If uh, Saint or what game was it? If Washington had postponed last night, I was going to have to take a shot, but as it did not, because now I'm in the shot bet game. I oh, there you go. See, you know, me and Cardi, we 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 had a draw last night. I I, I hated it. Yeah, I went to bed. I was I was like, this this stinks. You can have an ice cream bet with cheese. Kind <laughs> of ice cream. Uh, there you go. Why don't you start us off talking some pictures here? Where are we looking? Uh, for those of you who are new to the format, Cheese usually handles the cash. 
options. And then we got JSU and he comes in with the GPP hot takes. Yeah. So we've got some pretty mega chalk on the pitching side um, that, you know, it's pretty straightforward in cash. And I'm very interested to see where uh, JSU is going to land on the tournaments on DraftKings, um, Aaron Nola is just way too cheap. It is true. He has not been the same guy. He may, you could even argue that he's just kind of an average pitcher right now. We know there's more in there, but even at an average pitcher and with the lineup Miami's rolling out, there's no Garrett Cooper. There's no Granderson. There's one lefty in the lineup. You've got to play Nola there. Um, And then Chris Sale. I mean, I can make a case to play, not to go all the way up to Sale. I'm just having an easy time with the bats with a Sale Nola on DraftKings. And I think that's, that's your combo. Um, on FanDuel, I've got sale as well. Um, you could make a case to go down to Nolan and save all the money. You could make a case for Trevor Bauer, uh, but to me, he's close enough to sale that you just play sale. And then um, on a different slate, we would have probably a chalky Joe Musgrove in cash. As it is now, I think we have a chalky Joe Musgrove in tournaments. Um, so while I've got other names to throw around, I'm very curious what, uh, specifically on DraftKings, what John thinks about Nola and Musgrove chalk. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, JSU, why don't you talk about it? Yeah, so um, for me personally, I mean, Aaron Nola, let's just start with him. Like, there are definitely some guys around his price that you could absolutely pivot to in tournaments. Um, Just going to throw out a guy real quick, but Griffin Canning, we've had success uh, attacking this St. Louis team the last month pretty much with pitchers. They've been absolutely horrible. Yesterday we had uh, Gallon, uh, who I was on, and uh, he pitched pretty well. Um, and I, I just think like Griffin Canning is a really good pitcher. Um, and I, I do like him a lot. Uh, so 8,500, I think it's the perfect pivot. He's right next to Nola. Nola is 8k. So I, I see a lot of people in that range, just going right to Nola where maybe not paying an extra 500 for Canning. Also, when you got guys like Paxton, who just has like obviously name value and he's a really good pitcher. He's just coming off those two bad starts where before that he was on the IL, um, but he's 8,100. So people might take a shot with him. I, I, I don't see a lot of people going up to canning when you've got Nola and Pax in there um, at 8k and 8,100. Another guy who I think we have to talk about and, and geez, I actually want to, I, get you in on this because Mike Leak, I'm, I'm really struggling with this because I've never, I've never really been playing Mike Leak th- this year, but he has absolutely been pretty good the last like five outings or so. And I mean, I think he has to be in the conversation. He goes deep into the games. The last four games he's pitched, he's pitched at least seven innings. All right. He's thrown, you know, over a hundred pitches and two of those 90 and the other two, but like, He's going deep in the games. He's getting strikeouts. He's had at least five and three of those last four, um, getting a ton of ground balls. So, I mean, against this terrible Baltimore team where they're throwing out, I think they're doing like a bullpen day. So uh, I I absolutely like Seattle for the win today. I mean, I think Mike Leake is someone we kind of have to throw into a GPP pool if you're making multiple lineups. Yeah, he's one of those, if this was any other slate, like there have been days over the past couple of weeks where he would be almost a cash game option. Uh, it's just among this group of names and his strikeout ability, even though they've, they've come up a little bit, like he's still, this is still not a strikeout pitcher. Um, this is like a real life pitcher who's priced up like an ace because of the recent stretch and the matchup. So I, I'm not on him, but I'm absolutely with you that 
like he's a good pitcher. Like if you're just playing the game of let's find the quality start, and he's up there with anybody. Um, and so he can certainly be in the pool. Uh, he missed he missed my cut just based on the strikeouts, but yeah, I think he's for real in the matchups there. And I would certainly expect another another quality start out of him. So JSU, are you worried about his upside with the lack of strikeouts for GPP? Yeah, I mean that would be the absolute worry. I mean, you know, this guy was I'm pretty sure priced around like you know six k, seven k um before not his his last start he was up at 8k and he had 25 dk points like let me just say like he he was definitely worth it that start and i mean but before that we're used to seeing him at 6k you know 5900 stuff like that this year um so seeing him at 8700 that does scare me but it's just like a matchup and i think you get him at two percent so ownership plays a big deal into this. So if you're looking at, you know, mass multi-entry, I would definitely include them today. But Canning would be my my number one guy to be contrarian with, especially because I think we get him at 5%. And like I said, this matchup, uh, like St. Louis has not been the same this this past month. So, I mean, I, I'm in on Canning. I, I like Leak to an extent if you're making, you know, like 20, 50 lineups, I'd have a few shares. Um, Joe Musgrove, I mean, you can just make such a good lineup with Joe Musgrove in there. I like, I've been in on Joe Musgrove since the very beginning and it's done well for me in the very beginning. And then, you know, the last couple of games, it's really hurt me because I, you know, I've played him not against Atlanta, but I played him in other matchups where he's gotten, you know, shelled and it just hasn't worked out. Uh, 5,500 though, it's just one of those things where we have him listed right now at 24% on DK, I think. I, I, I think he's going to come in around 30%, um, you know, but it helps you get sale. I totally understand if you wanted to do it, it makes your stack work. Um, for me, I am going to play some Musgrove. He is in my lineup. I'm not going all in Musgrove, um, but I'm definitely going the lineups I'm going Musgrove with. I'm going Musgrove and either sale Bauer or it would be Walker Bueller. So I'm doing like the stud and Musgrove combinations. Okay, I, I really um, – we've got some people – you mentioned Bueller briefly. I really like Matt Boyd as a tournament guy. Um, do you have any interest in him and uh, and Bueller too? Yeah, I mean, Matt Boyd, I, I feel like, you know, that Indians lineup, like, isn't that scary. And I feel like uh, Boyd's not getting a ton of respect, like, with the implied run total and stuff like that. Like, I think Matt Boyd is a really good pitcher and uh, – I feel like he might get overlooked too. So I could absolutely see you're, you're making multi-entries. I'm totally in on Boyd. I'd actually prefer Boyd over Bueller, to be honest with you, just with that price discount. Let's talk FanDuel a little bit. I don't, is there anyone over there that is particularly priced down compared to DK that you have extra interest in? Um, from the cash game perspective, the, the cheap guys are just not necessary. Like you don't need to go lower than NOLA. Um, like, Herman Marquez is the guy who's notably cheaper on FanDuel. Um, I don't, I don't really like him against the Dodgers. You could make a case for Sonny Gray and Chase Anderson, um, but I just, I found enough value bats on FanDuel that going below Nola just hasn't been necessary for me. Okay, um, JSU, any thoughts there? I mean, you know, I, I still like Canning at AK over there. I, th- I like him for the win today. I, I, I like him for the quality start. Um, and I like that price. I mean, if I was going to get different, it'd probably be with him. 
you know, if I'm not paying up, cause I do like Bauer and sale a good amount, obviously sale a little more, but in tournaments, you know, Bauer, if you're still paying up would be the pivot for me um, or going down way more to Matthew Boyd, who we just talked about at 10 K. But I, I think Bauer and sale definitely have a way better chance for the win. Like I do like them both more for the win. So on Fandle, that's a little more important. Um, so I definitely like those two or going down to canning. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, why don't we talk some hitters here? Let's do uh, a little catcher take for us. Yep. Uh, so catcher, um, you're not going to need a catcher on, on FanDuel tonight. Um, hooray. Before, I'm sorry, real quick. Before you get into that, I, I do have to bring something up. Uh, U.S. Navy in chat says, hey, it's, it's pouring in Kansas City. Fade the game. There's, there's literally no rain in Kansas City right now. There is a chance for storms to pop up later. So we could see storms in Kansas City. But just as likely as a storm goes over the ballpark, all the storms could completely miss the ballpark. I've got it as yellow. Is there a chance it gets rained out? Yes, but it would just take extraordinarily bad luck. So used with it. You know, we went over radar at the top of the show, by the way, uh, in case you guys missed that. But just to clear that up, because a lot of people are talking about it. Yes, there could be rain in Kansas City later. There is n literally nothing on radar now. And I think the chance of it getting postponed is pretty low, which is why I have it at yellow. So now we can get back to some catcher talk. All right. Um, so this is not a day you're going to pay up for Sanchez in cash. I mean, you can always play Gary Sanchez in a tournament. Um, if you're paying up at all, it would be real Muto um, or maybe Narvaez. But um, really, I, I think you're going down in cash to uh, someone like Molina. Um, or do we have the Giants lineup yet? Uh, so vote or Posey. Um, the, the super cheap stuff really is just Jan Gomes or maybe Zanino. Um, we don't like, I'm not gonna play Danny Jansen against sale, uh, but you can get down to 2,600 with Gomes if you need to in cash. Otherwise uh, I would get to Molina. Um, I also like Jason Castro quite a bit. Okay. JSU. Yeah. Uh, Jason Castro is actually number one on my list for me. I do like him a good deal. He gets a bump in the order. He's hitting six today. Um, you know, he's, fly ball pitcher in Junis. So he's number one. I do like, we, we haven't gotten the Baltimore or the uh, San Francisco lineups, but I do like Cisco or Severino, whoever's in the lineup, maybe both of them are in. I think both of them are a good place today. Cisco obviously is a little cheaper. So Severino, if he's in the lineup in tournaments would be a definite pivot. Um, Stephen Voigt, if he makes the lineup, I do like lefties. It's Clark. Um, and then absolutely you can pay up for Gary Sanchez today. Uh, he's a, I think he's a great tournament uh, play today. Um, and then Robinson Chirinos. Okay. Um, before we, we get to uh, second base real quick, or, uh, I do want to get back to pitcher. There's a few people asking, I think they joined late. Timmy Tebow says, so SP one and two for cash. You cool with sale and Nola. Yeah, I think that's the the mega chalky combo that you're being risky to not play those two in cash. Okay, and then over in the YouTube channel, someone asked, "What are your thoughts on Cheese's boy, the Peacock?" Th this is not the day to to use Peacock. Um, I mean, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, and uh, one more from the YouTube here. Uh, Playmakers says, "Who's the best pairing with Nola for cash besides Sale?" Bauer. 
Can, can we just talk about one more pitcher? I'm sorry, uh, Eric Lauer. Yeah. I think we'll get uh, – I saw one question about him in the chat. I think New York Jets had a question about him, about GPPs. I, I think if you're looking to pivot off of Musgrove Chalk and you need a cheap punt, I would prefer Lauer over someone like Michael Waka. Um, I don't like Waka today. I think it's a really bad matchup. Angels, I think they're the lowest strikeout rate um, – the lowest team uh, strikeouts uh, in the league. And it, I really like them against Walker today. I, I would not do it. I know he's cheap, but I would definitely prefer Lauer or Musgrove over him. Um, so absolutely in a tournament, I think you can play it. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where Pittsburgh, they lose a lot of power to lefties, but they don't strike out a lot. So you're really not looking for him to, he's not going to get you like a, I don't think a bunch of K's you're just hoping he gets like four or five, you know, locks into four or five K's and goes like six innings uh, and gives up maybe like two or three runs, you know? So it's just one of those things where if you're looking for a pivot off Musgrove, you hope Musgrove absolutely gets blown up and, you know, Lauer could absolutely pivot and have a, you know, 15, 17 points. Okay. Fair enough. Let's get back to some bats. Jeez. I don't know if we were on first or second. I lost track. Yeah. First base. Um, I think sort of the, the mid-tier guy is Brandon Belt. Um, it's, this is not a pay-up position for me in cash games. Um, if it was, I would play Hoskins, but I don't think you need to do that. Um, again, I, I like Belt. I like Goldschmidt on DraftKings. You can go super, super cheap with Chris Davis if you, if you have to. Um, I mean, he's just free if you need something free. Um, CJ Crone on FanDuel is, is the cheap guy. Um, that, that's kind of the, the range that I would be living in. Okay. JSU. Um, yeah. So I do like a few cheap first basemen, but my favorite guy at the top is Howie Kendrick. Uh, I do like picking off a few, uh, uh, right-handed bats. He's hitting cleanup against Keuchel. I don't know how many people will take bats against Keuchel, but I don't think anyone's rostering Kendrick's 4,900. He's had six hits in his last three at, uh, games and uh, he's just looked really good at the plate. So if I'm paying up, I, I do like him a good amount. And then if I'm going down, um, I like guys like Guzman in that Texas lineup. I know he's hitting eighth, but um, stacking the you know the back half of that Texas order, I think is going to be a little sneaky in tournaments. Uh, Renato Nunez for Baltimore, if he makes the lineup at 3600, and then Albert Pujols is my. Um, number one first baseman overall today. So I, I like Pujols a good amount. Narrative Street. Narrative Street. I said nothing about Narrative Street. We, we see we see it in your eyes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. One thing on, we, we talk about this a lot, it seems like, but um, you've got these guys that you mentioned, like Kendrick and Guzman specifically, that even within stacks of those teams, those guys don't necessarily get played, which is really just great. Um, like, yeah, when you look at the Nationals, you say, oh, Harry Kendrick's like the worst hitter here, but he's, he's really not. Um, but I think you'll have even Washington stacks without him, so I like that call. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to fire up a few of these questions, some of them from YouTube, some of them from our Crunch Time chat, and then we'll move on to second. Uh, let's see, Gregorius says, can I use Shaw as a punt on DK Cash? Um, that's third base. Um, it, it's, it's fine. He's not even my favorite punt, but he's, he's somewhat viable. Okay. Uh, on first, how about on FanDuel, Belt versus McCann? Um, I personally prefer uh, Belt. Okay. Uh, another person asking about Belt and FanDuel Cash. You're okay with that? 
I am, yes. Okay, I think we move on to second here. Okay. Um, second base is, uh, on FanDuel, it's kind of easy that you can get um, either Dietrich or, or Doer. I prefer Dietrich, but I'm fine with if you want to get more into that Texas game. Uh, DraftKings, you might need the salary here to go to Joe Panic, assuming that he's up at the top of the order. Um, like, you're going to have to go cheap at a couple of positions if you're doing sale. And this is one that I'm willing to do it. Um, but Dietrich's my, my favorite play if you have a little money. All right. Chase, you? Yeah, it's second base. Um, I like Brian Dozier a good amount today. He's 3,700 on DK. Um, if we're going towards the bottom area, he's number one for me. Odor, who I think will be, you know, fairly popular today. He's uh, 4K. And then if I'm going to the top, it's, uh, you know, Kettle Marte one and uh, Danny Santana two, but uh, Marte would be preferred. You just, you're staying on brand, man. Yep. Uh, I haven't got my jersey in yet. I'm excited for that. Uh, we got a few questions there as well. Let's see. JSU, are you going Santana or Mitzara? Uh, I'm sorry. San- who is it again? Santana or Danny, Danny Santana or Mazzara. Yeah. I like Santana a little more than Mazzara, but it's really close. If you have the money, I, I would go up to Santana in tournaments because I think Mazzara is going to be one of the more popular outfielding outfielder plays 4,300 just because his price is, you know, 700 cheaper. Okay. And then Hooper says in FanDuel cash, you want Odor or Dietrich? I want Dietrich, um, but I think it's fairly well a toss up. Um, and then I know uh, Altuve will probably get – I think he got a question. Um, like, you, you can play Altuve on DraftKings just based on who he is. Personally, I'm not going to play an Astros batter in cash, but Altuve is too cheap for, for who he is, so I, I have no problem with that. Okay, let's go to third base. Um, so we've got this really nice little mid-tier of Asdrubal Cabrera, um, Suarez, and Carpenter. I like Suarez and Cabrera um, just because just he's in that Texas game, I think Cabrera – um, the, the really cheap punt for me is Jung Ho, what? Gong. Gong. Uh, ahead of Shaw, but either one are, you know, cheap, but I, I prefer Gong. Um, on FanDuel, Renato Nunez is at third base and he's cheap. So I'm, I'm good with him. And then if you're spending up, I like, uh, Mankata. Okay. JSU. Um, yeah. So in tournaments, everyone's going to spend up, well, if they spend up, it's going to be for Mancata, I believe. If they go down, it's going to be Cabrera. I had no problem with either one of those plays, but just to give you some pivots at the you know high price, I do like Anthony Rendon and um, uh, Eduardo Escobar. I like that Rendon Howie Kendrick mini stack. If you're looking at you know get a Washington bat in, uh, I do like that mini stack good deal. If I'm going down a little bit, I, I do like – I didn't say Tommy Lestella's uh, second and third base eligible, but I do like him at 4,300. And then Matt Chapman, who, um, you know, will see a righty for his first at-bat, but then should get beaks for his next at-bat or two. So I, I do like Matt Chapman. I think he's underpriced at 4,200 on DraftKings. So, yeah, I like him. Anna Root says, what about your boy Carp at third, DK Cash? Uh, I mentioned him right in that tier. It's Cabrera, Suarez, and Carp. But for me, Carp is the third because he's facing the best pitcher of that group. Gotcha. Okay, let's move on to shortstop. 
Um, for me, this is a clear D.D. Gregorius. Um, like, he's just too cheap. Even if he was batting seventh, I, I would probably be playing him, getting moved up to third. Um, my boy, the Peacock, um, is really good against righties, but not so against lefties. So I think you just play D.D. Um, I mean, I love Jorge Polanco. Uh, I'm fine with a cheap Brandon Crawford, but I, I just think D.D. is too cheap. Both sites? Both, uh, yeah, everywhere. So it's either pay up for Polanco or most likely just play D.D. All right, JCU, is that the, I mean, if that's the chalk, is it the good chalk or is that not the good chalk? See, I don't think it's the chalk. Like, I don't think Didi is going to come in as chalk. I, I love Didi today. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to pull up right now what we have Didi at. For, we have him at 4% ownership on DK. So, I mean, wow. I, I don't really think it's going to be popular. He's my, my number one play with his price. Um, I do also like JP Crawford. Uh, hitting I think he's hitting second today he's 3400 he's gonna get um I know there's a lefty on the mound but he's gonna get the Orioles bullpen which is just terrible um so I think Seattle bats are absolutely in play and you know at 3400 on DraftKings I just that's tough to pass up uh if I'm going up I think Elvis Andrews might get left out of a lot of Texas stacks so I do like him and Alex Bregman a good deal Okay, by the way, if both of you are on the same guy, he's got to be like 15%, right? It just has to happen. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I like about three hours ago, I, I put him put a core play on him on all sites. Um, and like, as I started playing with lineups, especially cash, like to me, it was just, I don't see how you could possibly not play him. Um, but I guess it's like that game in general is just going to be kind of overlooked, even though it's the Yankees. And in the initial lineups, we were all thinking he'd bat seventh or eighth, and so no one was really going to play him. Um, well, let's be honest, too. People like see, you know, Peacock, he's not like, I'm not saying he's, you know, Chris Sale, but he has pitched well in spots today. So, I mean, I mean, in, in this year. So I think people see that and just tend to either, you know, full stack against them or full fade from like the name value almost. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can absolutely take one-offs against, you know, good pitchers, even, you know, pitchers that have serious splits, but people don't always do it. Right. Okay. How about some outfield? Uh, yeah. So as always, um, there, there are ways you can go here. Um, I, I don't think you can spend way up in cash games. I think on DraftKings, you can get one kind of expensive outfielder, probably not all the way up to chew. Um, I think you can maybe get Rosario. Um, I think you do want some Texas on FanDuel. Uh, Chu is a little cheaper. And then Mazzara on both sites is the guy that is fittable in cash games. Um, Bryce Harper is still cheap. Uh, David Peralta on DraftKings is a little too cheap. Um, if you need to get really cheap, you can do Jake Cave. I'm fine with Jose Martinez. Um, there's plenty of things you can pay up for. I mean, I love all the, the Twins and the Red Sox. Um, but to me, you want to get uh, – Texas in the outfield and on FanDuel uh, Danny Santana's an outfielder and he's 2,900 so you may even play a full Texas outfield there in cash okay JSU uh yeah so I mean at the top a Yelich Trout uh, Trout is one but I I think like you can't go wrong with either of them I'm not going to say that one is a better play than the other I'm going to say that Yelich is going to have lower ownership so if you want to you know pivot to Yelich in tournaments on some of your lineups and not play trout or play them both together. Like that's a great idea. Like I like both those ideas. Um, I do have some trout, uh, some Yelich. So that, 
they're just the two best plays, I think, overall. After that, um, you know, you get into the Minnesota outfielders. I would prefer Kepler um, over Rosario just by a little bit in tournaments because Rosario is a little cheaper. Uh, I think they'll have a little higher ownership, but I do like both of them. Uh, Andrew Benintendi at 4,700. I like him going down a little bit more. You've got the Texas outfielders who I think should be popular. Um, One guy or two guys as a pivot off of them, Cole Calhoun at 4,300 hitting cleanup today. Uh, Justin Upton. uh, I think, I think they're hitting three, four. So uh, I do like that mini stack a lot. Um, And I think their pivots off of those Texas bats, just because they're right around the same price of like the Mazaros, the Willie Calhoun's, um, so just looking to find bats around there that, you know, uh, we can pivot off, off with, um, Victor Robles, if you're looking for a cheap, uh, bat, he's 3,600 hitting sixth. Um, David Peralta, 4,400 Adam Jones. If you're looking to stack Arizona, I do like Adam Jones at 4,200. Okay. Uh, just FYI real quick. The tarp is off the field in St. Louis. Really, the only thing we were worried about there was maybe a late start. So, either way, that game's going to be fine. Do not fade that one. Uh, catching up on things. Uh, talk about favorite stacks here. Uh, there's a lot to like. Um, Texas, Minnesota, probably the chalk. Um, but it's going to be spread out. I mean, there's enough games here that it's going to be spread out, um, you know, Washington and the Phillies in Boston are all quite likable. Um, Arizona, who I know JSU is going to like. Um, but I think you don't you don't really need to worry too much about ownership just because there's six or seven teams that are really close together. Okay, but JSU, real quick before you take over. For those that are in the YouTube asking questions, we will get to all those QQs. Uh, we'll finish up talking stacks. We'll talk a couple favorite players, and then we'll literally – just answer everybody's question. So hold on just a couple more minutes. Yeah. So geez, did you say for the chalkier stacks, what did you say? Rangers in Minnesota, you left out the white Sox. You don't think the white Sox will be chalk. I don't, I think they will be much further down than like the Texas side. I think we'll at least double them. Okay. I, I kind of, I kind of agree that Texas will be higher owned. I do think though that the white Sox will be the second highest owned stack. Um, but I think Minnesota is right, right after them. So I, I agree with those three. Um, it's just the White Sox like prices besides Eloy Jimenez. Um, I think they're, uh, they have like cheaper guys that you can throw in to make it work. Um, like Tilson in the lineup, he's leading off and he's 3,600. I don't think we mentioned him, but you know, like it, it, they just have a few guys that make that stack work. I, I do think they will be higher owned. Um, Lower own stacks. I do like the Nationals today. Um, I love the Angels. Angels are my number one stack. It would go Angels, Diamondbacks, Nationals for me as like lower own sneaky stacks. You know, I'm going to throw in the Mariners too, just because they get the worst bullpen in uh, in the league in Baltimore pretty much. Uh, so I, I'll throw in those four. You have to like a bullpen game against the worst bullpen. I mean, it, it makes sense. They, they might get like three or four innings out of Gil Martin. Like he's not quite a pure opener, but he's still, it's still a, a bullpen game. Yeah. 
Okay. How about some of your, your, like your favorite guy, the guy that is in your lineup that no matter what, you will not take him out of your lineup. <laughs> guy cheese. Um, I, I mean, there's nobody that's in every lineup and I've got, I mean, I don't have a ton of lineups, but uh, I would say that DD just based on the salary and the position is the guy I have the most of. JSU. Yeah. I'm just looking at you my ownership. You, you have any one guy in all three. I mean, you guys know Marte's and Marte's in most of my lineups, but uh, you know, I, I will just throw out, I, I do have Justin Upton, Albert Pujols and, in my lineups today, they're, they're two main guys I have in my lineups. Okay, good stuff. Anything else you want to talk about the slate overall before we just get to every single person's individual question? No, I, I think uh, it, when you're playing tournaments, I think the only thing that you have to go out of your way to think about your ownership on is Sale and Nola. Outside of that, sure, there'll be some chalk here and there, but I think you can mostly play what you want. Anything to add, JSU? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, you're looking at chalkier bats. I, you're looking at that Texas stack being probably like 20%, I think, at, at most, honestly. So it's not like they're outrageous um, today. So other than that, I think it's going to be very spread out, like Chi said. Okay, good stuff. Let's get to the individual QQs. If it is a cash question, cheese, that will be you. GPPs for JSU. Uh, anyone who is new here, if you're typing in your questions, be sure to tell us what site and what format, you know, DK, GPP, that kind of thing. That way we know how to answer it. Let's get it going with Arlo. He says, DK Cash, you want Bryce or Upton? I want Bryce. All right. Kicking assets, DK Cash, Rosario, or Peralta? Rosario. Uh, D-Rock says, Roth, did you ever figure out what kind of bird was in your yard? I did. I can't remember, but it was a cool one. Uh, A's and all in says no love for Tilson cheese. JSU, you mentioned him at one point. Yeah, I'm okay with him. Like he's not like super cheap, you know, like I feel like he should be the $3,200 guy. He's totally fine. I just think Jose Martinez is such a better hitter than him that even in the game conditions, that's where I go personally, but I, I understand the Tilson thing completely. Okay. He is, a, he is a much better hitter. Okay. Let's go to Salazzo. He says last spot Tilson or Verdugo. We'll give it to Cheese. Uh, there I would go, Tilson. All right. And we'll call this one from Hoptical a GPP question, although it doesn't say. Jose Ramirez, thoughts? Um, honestly, I don't really love him today. Uh, if you're looking for guys, you know, maybe around – I. I do like Chapman, who's 4,200. Uh, Lestella, 4,300. Sano, 4,200. I'm not really in on Jose Ramirez. If you're looking for someone right around his price, Kyle Seeger and Jung Ho Gong, which I know Cheese is on today. Um, I think those would be two guys right around his price that you could look at. Um, okay, good stuff. B. Wath and DK Cash. You want Mazzara or Peralta? Mazzara. All right, a little twofer here from B. Daly, DK Cash, Goldie and Tilson, or. Chris Davis and Chu, but C. Davis, not the Crush Davis. Mm. Uh, Goldie and Tilson. All right. JB8 says, any love for Enrique Iglesias at short? That's not it's his first that. name. Jose Iglesias? 
Yeah, it's just Iglesias. I added the Enrique because that's a super team. Is that is that for me? I would uh, assume. It say it's for you, John. Yeah, um, you know what? I'm gonna say yeah. That's fine. I, I don't mind him at 3,500. Like I'm, he's not in any of my lineups, but I'm I'm not gonna say it's a terrible play. All right. How about one more catcher question from NYJ? Says, what are your thoughts on Zach Collins today? Um, I wish he was a little cheaper. Oh, of course, if he's cheaper, everyone would play him. Um, he's probably going to be a pretty good player um he like he's got some power for a young catcher so certainly if you're stacking the white Sox, i would have him i don't think you really need him on his own but i would want him um in a white Sox stack great tory says uh, cash game catcher maldonado or gomez gomes gomes okay team valor suspended gpp torres and albies oh i'm sorry it's or albies torres albies or low or low he didn't say which one torres that was tough, huh? Sorry, that was confusing as all hell. Uh, let's see. Green Bay stand, DK Cash Outfield. Do you pay up for Chu or Rosario? Uh, if you have the money for Chu, I would I would take him in cash. All right. Team Valor with a FanDuel GPP question for you, JSU. You want JBJ or Willie Calhoun? Uh, JBJ or Willie Calhoun. That's on FanDuel? It is a FanDuel GPP. JBJ is going to get no ownership. Uh, I'm going to go JBJ. Okay. Uh, Morning Napalm says single entry. I feel like we've done this. Same price on FanDuel, Mazzara or Santana? I like Santana. All right. Buckeye, DK Cash thoughts at third for a punt. Ruiz, Shaw, Nunez. Nunez. Why bad? Says Yahoo Cash, Sale and Nola or Bauer Bueller? Sale and Nola. Russ says, hey, what's the latest on St. Louis weather? The tarp is pulled. The rain is gone. Play it. Baltimore, uh, sorry, Boston has some really light drizzle. Play it. Kansas City could see some pop-ups, but the latest models all have everything staying north. Play it. Uh, Mr. TJ Roto, uh, Vogelbox. I don't understand this question but I'm just going to read it as is. Vogelbach, Seeger, Gordon, Santana, Navarez, Narvaez. He's saying, can you stack the Mariners, basically? Oh, okay. So, uh, JSU? In, in a large field tournament, yes. All right. Let's go to Jared Paul. He says, uh, we'll do it. We'll call it cash. Gary Sanchez or Edwin Encarnacion? They're the same price, same matchup, same position. Who gets more points tonight? straightforward he's stuck between the two i would assume that's more of a tournament question i mean i would play sanchez uh jsu would you play sanchez i imagine if they're all the same he will be higher owned because everybody loves him right mm, yeah i i think you're talking about gary sanchez sanchez versus edwin encarnacion in a tournament. oh uh, you no know, sanchez would be much lower owned than edwin i think well actually you know what i think both of them are going to be lower owned so what am yeah, i saying i would play sanchez too. I would play Sanchez over Edwin, straight up. All right. Uh, let's see. YouTube question here. Is it too dangerous to fade sale in GPPs? So not at like, – so at, at his ownership, and I think you do have a pitcher in Bauer you could pivot to that has that, like, 40-point upside. Um, you know, I, I don't think – 
it's like crazy, especially if you're only making one lineup and you know, sales going to be 30% owned. Um, I, I don't think it's crazy to do. Um, yeah, I, it, it's just one of those things where it's like a risk thing for you. Like, if you're, if you want to fade that 30% and you're making one lineup, then I would say to do it. Okay, great. We'll go to Cod. He says, um, hold on, real, let me pause you for just a second. Real quick. No, the Baltimore lineup just came out and we don't have Renato Nunez. So I'd throw in him as a mention answer to a couple of questions. So don't play Renato Nunez. Well, I was about to ask Shaw or Nunez. So Shaw is the answer. That would be it. Okay. Let's go to Gregorius. Favorite outfielder, 34 hundo, or uh, I'm sorry, it says under 34 hundo in DK Cash. Uh, that's that's the, the point where there's not much. I would play Jake Cave. All right. Sirius says, is sale fine for cash today weather-wise? Yes, absolutely. Um, e. Owen says, hey, extreme pitchers umpire in the Texas game. Do you adjust at all for that? Cheese, your answer is... Not, not for batters, no. Yeah, not, not enough. Um, let's see. Jimmy Foe says, hey, I'm surprised I didn't hear about a Boston stack. Is it just because of the price in DK GPPs? Um, you know, I don't mind a Boston stack. I, I just – I don't think they're I, – I gave, like, four of my sneakier low-owned stacks. I don't think they're going to be really low-owned. I just – I don't think they're going to be popular either. The, you know, I, I would – I would put them in there, though. They're absolutely viable as a stack. Okay. We'll go to B. Daly, DK Cash, Goldie and Tilson, or Davis and Chu? Goldie and Tilson. All right. Uh, let's see. In a FanDuel GPP YouTube question, what do you think about a San Fran stack? So uh, I don't mind it, especially if you're paying up for two pitchers. It's not terrible. Um, but I do like a mini stack, like a little better, but you're probably using like Brandon Crawford and panic as salary relief with like belt and Boyd. So, I, I mean, it, it's totally fine if personally. Okay. SB says FanDuel cash, Pujols or belt? Uh, I prefer belt, um, but I, I, I do like them both. Narrative street. Uh, let's see. John Tom, DKGPP. San Fran Brewer stack, Belt or Thames? San Fran Brewer stack. So he's stacking both of them? That's what I under, That's how I'm understanding the question. Um, I, I guess I would go with Belt, but yeah, it's close. I'd go Belt, though. Okay, let's go to Morning Wood. Uh, GPPs on DK, Chu or Kepler with Metzara? So Metzara's already in. You want Chu or Kepler? Um, that's really close. I- I'm going to lean Kepler. All right. Let's see. Scrolling down. I think we got to uh, hit a little lightning round here. You guys ready for some lightning round? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Derek, I'm making your work already. Derek, 2,800 on FanDuel, someone not named Belt or Dietrich in a GPP. Not named Belt or Dietrich. Um, sorry, I'm pulling up FanDuel real quick. <laughs> Odor. Odor, okay. Uh, GD says Bauer in a DK GPP is a pivot off sale. Yes, but didn't he yes. like someone else? Was there another I- guy? 
No, I like I like Bauer as a pivot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. YouTube question on FanDuel. I have Domingo Santana, Mookie Betts, Kepler, and Trout. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, Green Bay stance is DK Cash outfield. Pick three of these four: Chu, Metzara, Harper, Peralta. I mean, those are the four I like the best. Uh, I guess drop Peralta um, if you have to drop one of them, which you do. Okay. okay. LA to Mex, is any love for Lauer? Lure? Uh, yes, right? A little bit of love for Lure? Uh, I, th- I think we set him as like, if you want to pivot off of Joe Musgrove chalk, then you could do it with Lure. Don't love him. Don't hate him. Yeah. Uh, Tori says, Jose Ramirez, DK Cash at third. I'm, I don't really like him in cash, but, I mean, he's cheap enough that it's fine. You hope he gets into the bullpen. Okay. Mike, is Mankata too expensive for DK Cash? I think so. I mean, I love him. He's, he would be my favorite raw points third baseman. I just I just don't think you can spend there if, you, if you're doing sale. A bunch of people asking, Santana versus Chu, DK Cash. Uh, I prefer Chu. All right. Uh, a few YouTubers here. Didi and Holt or Tim Anderson and Tilson? Uh, Or we'll call it GPPs. I would go the Tim Anderson, Tilson. All right. Jut says DK GPP is San Diego a sneaky stack? Uh, Yes, absolutely. All right. Synthry says DK Cash in the outfield here. Please rank Harper, Rosario, Calhoun, Metzara, Peralta. If, if money's not a factor, Rosario, Mazzara, Harper, Calhoun. I'm sorry, what was the fourth one? Calhoun. Oh, I thought you said Kevin. I was like, I wasn't <laughs> in that equation. You weren't in there. Nice. <laughs> uh, Rosario, Mazzara, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, Melissa says, hey, does she still write and sing songs? He does. It's been a long time since we've had one performed here. No pressure, cheese. Uh, Bill Span says, "What do you think about the the CAC? Is he playable in a FanDuel GPP?" Uh, I don't love him today, but I mean, he's playable. I just I don't think it's a great play against a low strikeout team, even though they have Sanchez and I mean Judge and Stanton back in the lineup. I, I still I don't love it. Okay, we'll go to Stevens. He says, "FanDuel Chris Davis or Matt Beattie." Cash. Uh, Davis for me. Okay. Uh, FanDuel Cash from Georgia. Kang or Cave? Uh, Cave. Michael says, uh, DKGPP, Carpenter is a one-off or Nunez with my Boston stack? Was Nunez the guy who's... No, that's Eduardo Nunez does play for Boston, so that's why they're talking about Yeah, I'd go Carp. But go go Carp, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Morning Napalm says... Better outfielder, Yaz or Pilar? Oh. Yaz. Let's see. John Tom says, are you guys able to get Sale and Bauer and not hate your lineup? I'm not. (laughs) No. (laughs) Nope. Uh, ECS, Peralta or Harper, DK Cash? Harper. Lake Bum on YouTube says, Gray or Canning, DK GPP? Canning. 
Who Mike says FanDuel Cash, Castro and Kang or Belt and Shaw? Uh, Astro King. DRAM on YouTube says FanDuel Cash Util, Tilson or Kang? Uh, yeah, Tilson. Jay Saddy says DKGPP, Jan Gomes or Maldonado? Uh, Jan Gomes. Crossover King says, hey, JSU, if you were playing three max, would you be overweight on sale or take shots with Bauer and Bueller? Uh, really good question. I would say that I would definitely have, I, I wouldn't say you have to be overweight, but I would probably have two lineups with sale. Okay. Uh, Carson just says, is sale the best option? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jay God asks if Texas is okay for one-offs. Yeah. Cause that's a, that's a fly ball pitcher. So you, even if they don't go off, they should hit, hit a couple homers. Okay, let's go to TNY in a DKGPP. What do you think about a Yanks stack? Um, I don't mind a Yankee stack. I would probably do more of like a mini stack because I like DD, and I think you could go with uh, that like 3-4 mini stack. But I don't mind Torres too. So, I mean, it's fine. But personally, I, I, I would just go with the mini stack. All right, FanDuel GPPs from the Juprint. It says uh, Util, 22 hundo left, Nunez or Cave? Uh, cave. All right, YouTube question here. DK GPPs, Yelich or Kepler? Yelich. DK Cash, Panic, Dozier, or Altuve? Uh, uh, I can't say panic over Altuve. Uh, I, I would say Altuve. Okay. Uh, Kepler or Betts from Mac? We'll call it cash. Uh, Betts. All right. DKGPP from GD, Abreu or Dietrich? Uh, Abreu. And we're at about two minutes. All right. Two minutes until lock here. Jerk dad. Says, is Paxton safe for his price in a GPP? Uh, yeah, he's safe. And I think I think Cheese liked him a little bit um, more than me, but I, I think he's fine in a GPP. Yeah, like, I'm personally safe, going canning. It's totally not the word, but like, I think he's a great play in a GPP, but he is not yeah. safe by any stretch. Okay, great. Uh, LMAX says, in a DK GPP, who's your favorite cheapy at first? Uh, cheapy at. I mean, if you're not going pools at 3,900 on DK, uh, Guzman at 3,700, I don't mind. Or he's not even going to say Chris Davis. No, I'm not saying Chris Davis. Okay. <laughs> I understand. Right. He's going up against Mike Lee. Come on. No, it's silly. Uh, let's see. A few more questions. Music Master on YouTube says Yahoo GPP Suarez or Hunter Dozier? Suarez or Dozier? I would go Suarez. All right. G uh, Gorilla says DKGPP Odor Scope Altuve. Uh, Odor. Manny taken over. FanDuel Cash. Last piece from Detroit. I don't uh, know. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's not a single Detroit batter on my cash radar at all. Uh, Jay says FanDuel Cash is Severino okay as a last piece? 
I guess I, I he he was not on my list at all, honestly. But I mean, he's not terrible. I mean, he's batting cleanup. I, he's he's somewhat acceptable. Okay, big Mike says Crawford or Crawford in a DKGPP. Do we have multiple Crawford options? Brandon JP and yeah, um, they're so close. I'm gonna go JP against the Baltimore. I think the answer is Carl Crawford, but that's just me. Uh, Hammer says FanDuel cash last spot in the util. Vogue T or Jmar? Is that That's a Steven Vogt for the Giants. Um, I prefer Martinez. Okay. Uh, let's see. Did you say Vogue T? Roth, I love when you butcher names because it, it just makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't do baseball. I, I don't do baseball. I do weather, not baseball. Uh, DK Cash, Goldie and Calhoun or Pujols and Peralta? Uh, Pujols Peralta. I thought it was wasn't there anything like Vogelbach? Isn't that a dude? That's that's a Mariners first baseman. See, I thought that maybe they were going. It was like an abbreviation for his name, but no. Yeah, his nickname is Vogelschnitzel, so that would have been it. It's not Vogue T. I think we've hit the the Vogt, the locked here. I think we are pretty much done. We can hang out a little bit. Take a few more QQs. It is Friday. I think I'm literally the only person left in this entire office. They already out throwing axes or whatever they're doing. Yeah, everybody's out partying right now. I'm hanging out with you two. Jeez. Uh, At least you're in Nashville. Stop complaining. That's true. Yeah. DCS <laughs> says DK Cash last piece is Bradley okay in the outfield? Uh, GPP. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh no, sorry. That was DK Cash. Is Bradley okay at outfield? <laughs> Yeah, he's he's fine. I, I don't I don't love him, but um, I think he's totally acceptable. Yeah. Uh, who <laughs> we got a love fight here? Who loves their guy more? Is it Cardi loving Trout? Is it Cheese loving Carp? Or is it JSU loving Marte? Well, to be fair, like, I don't know how we're judging it. Are we judging it on like how often we play the guy, or just how much we? love him like in real How life love the guy. okay well then i win i love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like in all honesty i have not played cart much at all over the last month but i just, wait, just wait until i get my Marte jersey yeah. where's your carp jersey i don't need a jersey i hang out with a guy every thursday <laughs> night i mean I, I love carp more than you don't even know the guy's name yeah I mean, <laughs> it's true Hey, quick question for GPPs, which I like. Uh, is DFS Life says, is a 4-3-1 stack optimal for GPPs tonight? Um, yeah. That's fine. I, like, I, yeah, there, there is no there's no correct answer to, to that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I'll take a couple more of these. How do you feel about Sanchez punt on FanDuel Cash at second? Uh, see minimum or something. Um, let me hold on. Let me look at the price. Yeah, it's well twenty two. Um, yeah, that's, that's fine. <clears throat> I really like getting up to Dietrich or Ordur, but but he's fine if you need the savings. DK Cash Cabrera and Martinez or Kang and Peralta. Uh, Cabrera Martinez. Ah, we got a Vogelbach question. I feel validated. FanDuel Cash, a Vogelbach or a Brayu? Um, I would play a Brayu in Cash, but I do love Vogel Schnitzel in tournaments. <laughs> and then, and then Vogt. Uh, let's 
see. Someone says, why is the Phillies game in a delay? Someone also said, is uh, doing one-offs in a GPP, all one-offs, optimal tonight? Cheese, you want to take that? It, in that one tournament that has 82,000 people, yes. It, it really is. Like, that kind of tournament is so goofy that it's almost impossible to win with a stack or without – it's impossible to win e- either way. But in, like, a you know, your standard sort of tournament, I, I think you need to be stacking tonight. Is the Philly game at home, by the way? I probably should have. It is, yeah. Yeah, there's no rain there, so it's something ceremonial, I would assume. I have no idea. I don't know why it's a delay, but it's not a weather-related one. So, oh, it's it's retirement night for someone. I don't know. I didn't hear that. Chase Sutley retirement night. There you go. Thank you, Devin. Uh, I think with that, we get on out of here. Uh, I feel like we have done all the things that we were supposed to do. Hopefully, everything works out for you guys. You win a ton of money. JSU, cheese. Devin, behind the scenes, thank you so much for hanging out with us. All of our usual crunch time guys, thanks for hanging out with us all week long. And all the newbies who are tuning in, thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you come back again. We appreciate you. We love you. And we will catch you on Monday. There you go. Yeah. Crunch. You've been crunched. Crunch it up.